So you qualify. What? Suck you finish three <laughs> stay on your note don't slip four be careful cause the streets are true let's go five always keep a glock in your whip six real niggas stick to the script seven don't slang crack where you stay eight just don't do let's go let's go hood all you see is dope fiends and dope dealers rats and roaches police and four wheelers let's roll Oh, he can do West Coast shit too, man. So I know how to tame your bitch. I got a boosting at the mall trying to bring me shit. Let's go. Hold another level, rose gold on my bezel, pink rocks in my clover, one Dutch full of gold. Me and Jim Jones braid it up. You know, we riding candy paint plus every car plated up. We on the grind every day of the week. I'm from Houston, where the cops don't sleep. Cause my niggas, they trying to get that dough boy. I'm with my boys in the hood like I'm dough boy. We posted up on the block like a free throw. And we'll snatch a nigga chain like Debo. Yeah, cause I'm a certified gangster. Nigga. And you a certified mm. Let's go. Well, here's a little story I like to tell about an ace count flipping how he got his mail. Oh, he could go on the East Coast too. <laughs> when I got my first diamond, I started the grind. Now we can rock and roll. I got a roll. A roll rise. of rocks. That go with the cops. Like it hot, homie. We go chill. If it ain't 22 mil, we decline the deal. My life's too real for me to act like you. I'm playing with too much paper to push. Oh, yeah. You can call me Betty Crocker because I'm baking them cakes. And when I cross the interstate, I'm switching up place. I'm watching the fans and watching my moves. I'm paying my Let's go. Paying my tools. We never play by the rules. Happy Saturday. The news if you play with us. If you ain't heard me and my homies keep the case with us, we'll stop. show uh, all the different styles he can actually do he, he he ain't just houston 
He ain't, he could do everything, man. He could go on the West Coast and do something. That dude was all over the place, man. He was doing it. Oh. Go ahead, go ahead. You are doing your thing over here. I'm just so excited. I can't wait to get you on some turntables. This is great. <laughs> I got to get on some turntables. I'm going to get on some soon. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm getting the DJ stand soon this weekend. So it's going down. Yes. All right, all right. The link up happening. The link up happening. Yeah, yeah uh, great, great mix as usual by DJ Figgy Fig over here at Houston's own Funk Master Flex on the ones and twos, <laughs> uh, doing a damn little flip. And yeah, little flip needs to be more appreciated, man. I say yeah. it's a whole lot. I'm saying it again. Little flip, we got to appreciate his career, especially what he meant for the city of Houston. What he meant, he really preceded everybody. Wants to go to the Switcher House days and, you know, Paul Wall and Slim Thug and I respect to them. But Lil Flip was first, man. He broke the wall for everybody to come through after him. Because before him, like, Houston was struggling to get that big mainstream artist. Scarface and Ghetto Boys were kind of there, but they weren't super mainstream. They were more kind of underground-ish. So Lil Flip was the first one to really break that mainstream barrier. And niggas always want to talk about the T.I. beef, which now in retrospect, we can all admit that T.I. was wrong for. Like he's wrong for a lot of things, allegedly. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I agree, man. I think. um, And and what made me play this mix as well is um, somebody tweeted. No, I think somebody posted uh, somebody from Cleveland. They said, whatever happened to Lil Flip? And I could tell they was kind of being a little funny. And I was just like, Lil Flip is good. <laughs> like, he good. He's still doing his thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, he got his own little record label. He got artists and stuff like that. He He's still doing his thing. He not he not um, doing what he was back in his, uh, you know, in his prime. But he's still he still healthy. He's you know he's still making a good living. And I mean he he's blessed. He, he good. You know what I mean? <laughs> People act like he Jay Quan or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he's doing pretty good. Well, he, I've met him a couple times, and he's always been super friendly and nice, man. Yeah. I can't say that for every artist I be meeting, but nah, he's super friendly and nice and down to earth, man. He's always down to show love for the fans. And yeah, he's doing good. People always want to shit on his career too. People, when people say what happened to him, like he fell off, yeah. because they always mention one song. It's always this one song in his sunshine. They yeah. say, "Oh, I was so corny and bad." Every mainstream rapper has that corny ass record. Ti had, you could have whatever you like. <laughs> Fifty yeah. Cent had a bunch of them. Like everybody who went hard against certain rappers for not being street enough. They all got that corny ass mainstream record in their catalog too, man. So I don't yeah. want to hear nothing else about Sunshine. And, it was an okay song for what it was. People got to let it and, go. And plus, you got to look at it too, man. This was at the height of his career, and this wasn't a day and age where you could just release whatever you want and succeed. If you was on a, a mainstream um, label, you had to you had to come with the the song for the ladies. You had mm-hmm. to do a club song, and you had to do a street song. So um, that was that was kind of the uh, formula during that time. So every some of your favorite artists had the same shit, unless they were like underground artists. No, hundred percent, you're right. So it, it was all part of the plan, and it's not like he had a whole bunch of them type of songs. Yeah. Most of his songs were the same style he had been rapping, that screwed up click style. So people gotta let that shit go, man. In 2021, we are lifting up. 
Lil Flip once again, and we are pushing back down his enemy Ti because he he is his he is gone the complete opposite way. He has been exposed for the creep fraud that he is. So <laughs> I'm happy for that. We need to appreciate Lil Lil Flip more and stop shitting on him for some goofy ass beef that happened. 15 years ago yeah that man still blessed he's still good his family good and he's still going around houston doing his thing he's still doing shows yeah he's still doing shows so um yeah like if you talk to little flip he'd probably be like yeah i just came from doing the show over in such Mm -hmm. and such so he's still doing his thing last time um we actually had him on the podcast uh it was a couple years ago and he had his artists and all that stuff so he he, yeah he good man i think he him I think he is somewhat of an uh, independent boss mode. So, he is, man. Yeah, so he good, man. He he had a decent career. I think a lot of people would want a career like his. So, nothing wrong with that. I agree. I agree. So, shout out to Lil Flip. Random Lil Flip appreciation yeah. day on the podcast. I know it ain't his anniversary or birthday or nothing, but yeah. you know, happy, uh, happy shout out Lil Flip day on the podcast, man. Never a bad time to shout out Lil Flip. Right. But anyway, we digress. We got to get into it. Things to talk about as usual on the podcast. We got to break it down as we always do. Have a uh, our our homegirl joining us again, the lovely Jasmine. Hey. <laughs> Looking again, good so we are too. back in full effect. Like she does look cute. Hey. You know, like them perfect teeth too. That, I, I, that's the Here's main thing right. I'm jealous about. Look, you look how white they teeth. are, dog. <laughs> look how look look at her fucking teeth, man. They're so white, dog. I'm jealous. My teeth are fucked up, man. Nah. Like they they look. You should be in commercials. They're so <laughs> we got teeth fresh. Looking. We got to get veneers, man. <laughs> Something. I have to get the Gucci Mane fucking surgery, man, or whatever. Cause yeah, I, I need teeth. Yeah. Nah, but those, those are some. <laughs> those are some nice teeth. <laughs> they are some nice ass teeth, man. Those are some nice ass teeth. That that's one thing. That's a, also a tip for men who are trying to do a cold call or, or trying to cat call women. Like, don't say the typical type of shit. Say something. Don't say, say you look good, girl. Be like, damn, you have some nice teeth. Damn, you have some nice shoes. Yeah. Don't go for damn, you got a nice ass or some goofy yeah. shit yeah. like that. You got to come out the, you got to come from left field sometimes and give them something, a compliment that they're not used to getting. I'm sure Jazz thinks a lot of compliments on her teeth, probably. <laughs> but you, you got to come uh, uh, from a left field sometimes. Y'all can't just be out there saying, damn, bitch, you look good. Yeah, no, please. Y'all got to be a little more tactful when you approach women these days, man. It's 2020. It's Shit, 2021. I thought, it's- I thought the women like that type of shit. Nah, I saw I saw you um, comment on something on Twitter where this man was making his young boy holler at an older lady. Yes. It was, yeah, that, it was that, wild. The people got to realize, like, Twitter really ain't real life. Like, this shit still goes on, man. And, and so there's this lady I follow. She's actually a really good follower. Her name is Derricka Purnell. Um, she writes a bunch of stuff on uh, uh, abolishing the police, which sounds crazy. But once you hear her break it down, it's like it's it really makes bad. a whole lot of sense. Yeah. 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 And she's also been really critical of, you know, the pro-police policies of the democrats and all that i always like seeing her tweets but yeah she said that she was at the store and some old nigga had her his kid with him and he was trying to get the kid to holler at her because she (laughs) needs to learn he needs to learn how to holler at a woman in a grocery store and the kid was like please don't make me do this (laughs) and i'm like man that's 
You said it's 2021, man. That shit don't work like that no more. You can't just and the shit she was saying that he was saying yeah. was the most not getting any pussy type comments you'll ever see. You'd be like, <laughs> damn, you look good, girl. I love you. Saying I love you to a woman you just yeah. met. Yeah, no. What, what, what's, what's our kid going to be named? Like some goofy shit like that. That might have worked in 1975. <laughs> it don't yeah. work in 2021, man. Y'all got to be yeah. a little more tactful Somebody in your approach to women. Somebody for saying some shit like that. Really though, man. <laughs> really. Or you worse, you'll get put on social media. Like, look at this clown nigga. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... <laughs> Y'all got to be a little more tactful. But anyway, I digress. Jasmine joins us again. I know we got way off topic there. <laughs> but Jasmine, how you doing, girl? How you been? I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. I'm here, baby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just happy to be yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Winslow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I'm excited. I watch things. I, I'm, I'm up to date with some topics. So, okay, you know. Okay. Yeah, we're going to circle back around a few things, get your take on all these things going on gotcha. in the world today. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, how are you? You going to any shows lately? Oh. Don't, don't ask how I'm doing. Nobody <laughs> care about that. We, we they, they hear from me every week, Jasmine. They know how I'm doing. You're our <laughs> special guest today. We got to know how you're doing. You been to any what? shows lately? I know you love going uh, to shows. I went to, okay, so there's an artist, Tobacco Ryan. He is a Houstonian, and he is very, very good. He reminds me of an Isaiah Rashad type of feel, if y'all listen to him. Yeah. And so my friend is actually, he's on his label, The 11th Power. So I went to his show and helped out with that um, a couple weeks back, and it was really dope. Y'all got to check it out, um, Tobacco Ryan. Um, I, we we got to get him on the pod one day, see if y'all like him. But mm-hmm. um, that was the last show that I went to. Uh, I I'm going to see Kevin Gates coming up okay. with my cousin in September. You gonna let him put uh, his fingers in your mouth? Nah, yeah. <laughs> nah, about to let him do all Maybe. that. <laughs> That's part of the show. Um, nah, I ain't gonna do that. But then you know, just gearing up for Astro World, trying to figure out, you know. How, how am I to how about how am I to do this? <laughs> have you the got any plans world? to have you got any plans to buy a fake vaccination card yet? Um <laughs> I heard they're going for like two hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> two hundred dollars, man. Yeah, I've heard I've heard them go for up to two hundred bucks. But I think that's in New York where they're shutting down everything and say you can't do shit unless yeah, you get vaccinated. In New Orleans, yeah, they say too. you can't even go to the gym. In, yeah. in New Orleans too, you can't um you can't go into restaurants or bars without showing your proof of vaccination now, and they have a mask mandate going on. <laughs> so you know, um, it's getting real. Let's <laughs> <laughs> figure out how what, I'm a maneuver yeah. in the world. What's, what's funny is we talked about this on the podcast that eventually we are all going to have to get the shot or we ain't gonna be able to do shit. Yeah. And now it's happening. We, I think we talked about this a year ago. No, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And now it's everybody kind of like, what? Like, <laughs> what you mean I have to wear a mask twenty four seven? Like, it, like they didn't just do it. Like, that's what yeah. blows my mind, though. That it's it's as if we didn't just come out of like we didn't just stop wearing masks. People are acting like this is a outrage. <laughs> like we we've never seen or heard of this before. And I'm like, we just okay. <laughs> it, it really is like we are just descending into a state of madness, man. I feel like 
even if there was higher rates of vaccinations, I feel like with all the variants going on, like it's people are going to get hospitalized and sick regardless because the shit we got the fucking Delta variant now. Now we got the Lambo or whatever the fuck that shit was called, the Lambda variant. I'm like, if y'all don't stop, just call it COVID two and COVID three. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go by Fast and Furious names for these fucking yeah uh, COVID yeah. variants. I'm tired of some new variant names, man. Yeah, man, but yeah, it's getting real, man. People, people just need to be safe. Yeah, you know, I don't care if you pro-vax or anti-vax, just just wear a mask and stay six feet away from people, mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> stay away from huge crowds and all that yep. stuff. Wash your hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. wash your hands. <laughs> Please wash your hands. I yeah. keep. I yes, look. take a shower. Surprise. <laughs> bathe yourself regularly i don't care what these celebrities say you need to bathe yourself people stop with this goofy shit that is wild so who did y'all say started that it was ashton kutcher and mila kunis Hmm. uh who first did an interview talking about how they don't bathe their kids unless they uh see dirt on them (laughs) which people say that's kind of crazy because you know most people bathe their kids at least once a day sometimes more if they out there yeah Yeah. so you know if you ain't bathing your kid regularly you ain't taking a bath regularly yeah and so all these people are coming out talking about how uh they don't bathe either i know uh brad pitt said something in the past about just putting a wet wipe under his arms or some (laughs) shit (laughs) like he's a prostitute or something i don't know what's going on with that jake jillenhaw chimed in saying he don't take baths like that a whole lot of shit man so and the first, yeah, and, 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 uh, and all this time I'm thinking ain't no black person gonna say nothing like this. And here come Terry Crews. Does he count? Do we? I thought we gave him away a while a while ago. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm I, I, I think it's hilarious how out of all the black people he came out and said, "Oh yeah, no, I don't, I don't do it unless I sweat." It's like nigga. <laughs> To be, to, but to be fair, I think if you're in a big old LA mansion and you ain't going outside, you got people to clean your house and cook for you and all this shit, and you just sitting around watching Netflix all day. I understand probably not taking a shower every single day if you're just doing some shit like that. But in Houston, especially if you go outside, you're gonna instantly start sweating. Yeah, so but, I don't but, see how you be moving around. But see, I feel like the people chiming in on this ain't really talking about a just a lazy Sunday and I you know I just laid around in my pajamas the whole day and didn't take a shower like an average day type yeah thing. yeah I guess I guess the whole topic is you know do you take baths or showers regularly and I wouldn't I wouldn't put that in the same category but if you saying nah unless I unless I'm sweating or something like that I don't then to me that tells me that you probably you know go a couple days without doing it mm-hmm. <laughs> unless you work hard or something. And you know us, we sometimes it's refreshing just to take a shower, even even if you didn't do any hard work. Sometimes it's just good to just be in the water and just rest. Yeah, exactly, man. When Kristen Bell said it, that broke my heart. She was one of my favorite white women too. <laughs> she came out and said she don't bathe her kids like that. I'm like, oh, I know her. Her coochie probably stank. That's disgusting. <laughs> Ugh, she fell down my list of favorite white women now. Yeah. But 
<laughs> anyway, what's this podcast about again? Oh yeah, we talk about music on here, right? So, uh, <laughs> Jay Prince, tell the people what they actually listening to right now. The gems and juice. We are back at it. We are a hip hop podcast, not just an anti vax slash pro we shower about podcast. Too many white people, man, on this podcast. Yeah, we really. <laughs> we gotta stay out of their business. I know, I know. We we, we got we got to bring it back. We got to bring it back to what we actually talk about best as hip hop, R and B. <laughs> fuckery and other things in, in hip hop culture. So uh, let's talk about some new releases and Jasmine. I also want to get your take on some things you've been listening to in the past few weeks. All right. So uh, I guess we'll start by breaking down. I'm keeping up with my one album a week listening regiment. I mess with I, it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to open, broaden my horizons too and listen to people I haven't really given a chance to. And I did that this week. I bumped that new Baldy James and Alchemist. Uh, Baldy James, I heard of him, but I hadn't really listened to him. I know he was affiliated with Griselda. I knew that much, but I actually hadn't really heard his music really at all. I know he had a couple other tapes with Alchemist from a few years ago. But I said, hey, you know, Alchemist has been on a roll lately. He's one of the legendary producers, if you don't know. You probably heard him in the verses with Jada Kiss and Dipset. He did uh, We Gonna Make It. He did the beat for that. He's done a bunch of classic hip-hop records throughout the years, man, especially for Prodigy. He did the H&IC songs as well. So, yeah, legendary producer, and he's still doing his thing. He's, I think he's found like a second life in this yeah. new era of hip hop yeah. because the sample sound is that lo-fi sound is what they call it right now has really made a comeback. And so he's kind of having a career resurgence as a producer, which I'm really enjoying because yeah, he's a too. great producer mm-hmm. and he's done great mixtapes with, or albums with, uh, of course, Freddie Gibbs, currency, mm-hmm. all of them. So he's definitely doing his thing. So I did bump this new album uh, first time listening to Boldy James. I actually really liked it a lot, man. Uh, I didn't know how good of a rapper Boldy James was, but he's actually really good. You know, switched the flow up a whole lot. Um, he does stick to the usual kind of Griselda type of topics, which, you know, either you're going to be down with or you're not. Mm-hmm. But nah, I really enjoyed it, man. Like the sample game was on point. There are a few tracks where, you know, he's doing the no drums at all, looping the sample. Mm-hmm. And that whether you like that or not, kind of, you know, your mileage may vary. I like it personally, but I can't knock somebody for saying, you know, this ain't got no beat or no drums in yeah. it. So I ain't fucking with I it. I understand that. that. I like it too. Yeah. I like it too, but I can't knock somebody for not liking it. So mm-hmm. I would understand. But I did enjoy this album a lot. It had features from Benny the Butcher, also Earl Sweatshirt, who I think is feeling more inspired now because he's kind of picked up his delivery with this song. He actually sounds more energetic than I've heard him sound in a long time Mm -hmm. on this track. So I enjoy listening to that. He also had Rock Marciano. He had Freddie Gibbs and Currency. So basically everybody Alchemist has worked with in the last few years has -hmm. been on this album. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I recommend it to anybody who likes that old school kind of, you know, sample based looping the sample hip hop uh, type type of music. And Alchemist has been on a roll, man. Yes. I, I got to say one album I never talked about on this podcast. because I didn't really like it a whole lot at first, 
but uh it's group called what's their names um what's that shit called now i'm fucking blanking on it i gotta look up the it's arm and hammer that's right arm and arm hammer, and hammer. It's a group, one guy who never shows his face and he's always blurred out in the videos <laughs> and another guy who's, uh, and they're both rapping. Uh, Alchemist produced an album for them as well. And I, I these dudes are, are their their flow is is is, is a, an acquired taste. I'll put it like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't be rapping on beat. They kind of just be talking on the songs. They don't be rhyming a whole lot sometimes. So you're listening to it and you're like, no, this is barely even qualifies as rapping. <laughs> but some of Alchemist's best work, I think, is on that tape. Mm. The beats are crazy on that tape. Mm. And I keep going back to that. And he dropped that earlier this year. So he dropped that Arm & Hammer album called Haram. Then he dropped this Bodie James tape. Alchemist is low key on a run right now, man. I gotta yeah. say, so yeah, I, I, I was I want to put you on the spot, man. Um, true or false? Is Alchemist the is he top five hip hop producer of all time? <sighs> man, see, I wouldn't knock anybody for putting him in their top five. I don't know if he's in my top five because you got to say you got to get the obvious ones out first. You got to get DJ Premier out. Yeah. You got to get Dr. Dre out. Mm-hmm. You got to get uh, Timbaland. Got to be in there probably. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got Pharrell, Pharrell yeah. probably going to see. So That's the top it, five yeah. is already getting <laughs> getting crowded, man. Yeah. So it's tough, but I wouldn't knock anybody for putting him in their top five. Like, I would understand it, but I don't know. If he's definitely probably in my top ten. Yeah, but top I, five, I, I don't know. Yeah, he underappreciated too, man. Like he, he been is doing, definitely. He been doing it for a minute, and uh, just this resurgence, man, is it, it, it's dope, man. I hundred percent agree, man. I'm glad because I remember a interview he talked about years ago, back when you know the snap movement was going on, and it seemed like his style of music had, had you know gone by the wayside. In the interview, he was talking about, look, I'm going to keep producing my sound because hip hop is slick, cyclical and it always comes back around. And it actually did come back mm-hmm. around for him because now this sound is popular again. So mm-hmm. I'm really happy for him. Glad he's getting more, um, at least critical re- recognition. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the sales be going, but at least critically, he's being appraised like he should be. Yeah, so in the barbershops, in the streets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the work with Griselda and all them, he's done takes with Benny the Butcher. I think yeah. that helped as well. Earl so sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's just fire. He he needs to officially release the Earl Sweatshirt album too. I know <laughs> I know they made a mixtape, yeah. but yeah. he didn't. It was he like hit it on YouTube. Yeah, he hit it on YouTube, and he said, "Y'all gotta find it." I'm like, oh, nah, you don't just drop crazy. that shit yeah. on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. I give this album the Jim Jim Juice rating of Qualified. Qualified. Y'all check it out. It's a good hip hop album. Uh, it's headphone music strictly. Usually, I wouldn't say you don't. You ain't gonna bump this song with the hoes. This album with the hoes. <laughs> it, it ain't gonna ride with them. But it is good headphone. Good gym. Good riding alone in the car type grimy music and i enjoyed it i think y'all will as well so figgy i know you heard as well man what are your thoughts on it yeah i agree with everything you said about this album man i never heard of Bodie james at all i just seen uh, i honestly what brought me to that album was alchemist and with alchemist when 
other producers do something with an unknown artist, I usually kind of roll my eyes and like, ah, you know, I ain't going to listen to that. But whenever Alchemist drop anything, I'm listening to it. I, I want to say earlier this year or last year, he dropped a, a, a beat tape. Yeah. It was just number instrumentals on there. And I'm like, shit, you know, it, it was actually cool. It kind of made me want to rap again. But uh, I listened to this album and... Um, I thought it was amazing, man. I'm like, damn, who who is this dude? I had to do some research, and I seen he was, you know, affiliated with the Griselda dudes, and um, the the production on here was good, man. And um, I'm not saying this is the album of the year, or nothing like that, but this is definitely my my favorite album so far this year. Oh um, wow! Okay. Yeah, it's it's my favorite album. Mm. This kind of this kind of gave me that um, boost of energy like Fetty did when I mm-hmm. first heard uh, Fetty with Currency and um, Fetty Gibbs. Yeah, and um, f- f- uh, was it? Uh, Freddie Gibbs. Currency and Freddie mm-hmm. Gibbs, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, this was dope, man. It was good hearing Earl Sweatshirt. Uh, it seemed like he had a little pop in his rap, yeah. too. <laughs> Pep in his step. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, I think it's qualified, too. And, um, yeah, I'm gonna be looking for these instrumentals. I ain't gonna lie, so I can, <laughs> so, I can so I can play it on the show and all Qualified. that. But yep. um, yeah, it's it's super dope, man. Check it out. I I actually bumped this in my car <laughs> because I, you know I'm this this is a style I grew up to. Mm-hmm. So um, you know I I might not bump this with the hoes, but <laughs> I definitely I definitely. Where the bitches at? You gotta <laughs> play. I know, man. When you play the album and the bitches <laughs> disappear, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i um yeah uh, back in my day i would bump this uh with a chick though but um yeah man this is uh, it's dope man it's hip-hop if you're a fan of hip-hop from the 90s and or just original hip-hop that boom bap sort of mm-hmm. you'll love this man and alchemist is he is doing his thing man all he do is be in the studio just yep. <laughs> working on shit. So um yeah, it's good to see him doing his thing. I I wish I wish he was talked about even more than this. I, I wish um shit Kanye getting everybody else on his album. He needed to link up with Alchemist somehow yep. and uh, work on a few tracks. But yeah, this um this album is dope, man. I like it. I agree. And I think part of that might be because he he puts out so much that he is not a huge event when Alchemist drops a new album with somebody. But for yeah. example, like Mad Lib, he don't put all, a whole lot out. So when Mad Lib drop a new tape with uh, <laughs> Freddie Gibbs or whoever, it's kind of a big deal. But yeah. for Alchemist, you know, he's more consistent with his work and dropping albums throughout the year. So it's not like a huge event, but it should be, man. It's good music and incredible. He's still doing his thing after like 20 something years in the game at this point. So, yeah. Yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to him. Uh, so there was another project that dropped. Yes, Fat Joe and DJ Drama. Yep. Who? Um, I, I I will fully admit I've never been a big fan of Fat Joe. Oh yeah. I feel yeah. like I've, you've you've given us yeah. this take before. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't like Fat Joe like that. I'll admit he has some songs. I'll admit he can rap. Um, I did watch his recap of the uh, verses with the locks and Dipset, and it was hilarious. Yeah. But uh, I was never a big fan, especially the fact that he came up with Big Pun, and Big Pun was so much better than him. Yeah. Like, it was really crazy how good Big Pun was, and he kind of sounded kind of ass in comparison. 
but he's still a good rapper, man. He yeah. he had a, a good run for himself. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think and honestly, um, obviously New Yorkers would probably be like you bugging, but uh, <laughs> I don't think nobody looked at him as like the, this awesome rapper though. For some reason, he would he just clicked with everybody and he know how to make a good song. Yeah. So uh, I don't think nobody looked at his lyrical ability <laughs> when it came to stuff. He he kind of average when it comes to that. That's true. That's true. But he did drop a tape with DJ Drama. I've been hearing on social media it's actually pretty good. I've been hearing some good things about it. Figgy, you listened to it. What were your thoughts, man? Uh, I thought it was pretty cool, man. Um, I usually don't run to Fat Joe projects. I, you know, if if a song is out, I listen to it, but. I'm not going to, you know, going to the uh, his album when it, as soon as it dropped. <laughs> but the one re- the, the reason I did because a friend of the show, Nefertiti, was on the album. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to, hold on, hold on. Congratulations. Yeah, shout out to Nefertiti. Ooh, I you yeah. the ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, where is that? Where is that? Uh, Nefertiti yeah. was on the album. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah, she was actually on a second song too, which really surprised me. It's like, damn, okay. So he, you know, he really gotta fuck with you if he if the song you did is on the set is the second track. Mm-hmm. So um, but that's that was my main reason for going to this album. But I'm like, you know what, let me listen to it. The intro had um CeeLo on there. So I'm like, all right, start with it. It was good hearing CeeLo. Yeah, and, and then went right into um, the next song, which is called Michael. It was a sample, a uh, uh, Michael Jackson sample, I want to say. And Nifertiti was on there, and she she was killing it, man. She sounded she sounded really good, and that's that's a huge plaque to have a song with Fat Joe, man. And you know, however you feel about him, man, Fat Joe is you know he's very important in hip-hop he did a lot he is yeah and um to have a song with him produced by cool and dre i, th- I think that's I-, I think that's a good way to start man. with the michael jackson sample yeah oh, on top of that yeah yeah oh yeah that's a yeah big way to start yeah so shout out to nefertiti i'm i'm proud of her cleveland zone friend of the show we might, yeah. have, we might have to get her back on the show man we we got a lot of good guests on the show man mm-hmm. a lot of good artists that's doing their thing but um so i ended up listening to the rest of the album and the album was pretty cool it was a lot of samples like a lot of heavy samples uh of popular songs i would say so um you know if you're a fan of the you know, the early 80s r&b i want to say some of the classic stuff you might cringe a little bit, but Cool and Dre did their thing with the production, man. It was, it wasn't like no cheap ass producer using Fruit Loops and you know sampling <laughs> something. Um, they really did a good job with this album. It really sounded good. Like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of Fat Joe lyrically, but um, it, it's good to hear how he kind of on his grown man shit. He 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 kind of took the um. He kind of took the LL Cool J route in this. Yeah. A little more loving and kissing on your cheek. And, you know, he kind of rapping more about that. You don't hear no drugs and and killing people and stuff like that. So it's very smooth. Um, I would say I would say it's qualified just for the simple fact. Our girl Nefertiti on there. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just it's a smooth album, man. 
Got to support the homies, man. Yeah, I'm sure. sure it sounds good. Like, I'll probably take a listen to it. I, I don't hate Fat Joe's music. I'm just, like you said, I'm not seeking yeah. him out when I hear he dropped. I'm like, okay, if something yeah. comes by me, I'll listen to it. But, yeah, if she wasn't on this project, I probably wouldn't have checked it out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it's good, man. Like I said, again, I'm so proud of her. <laughs> She doing her thing. Um, a couple days ago, Snoop Dogg was playing her song in the background. Yeah. <laughs> so she doing her thing, man. And hopefully she don't forget about us. <laughs> yeah, nah. Look, we, we was there for these artists, man. Look, if y'all really want to know who's going to be up and bubbling next, y'all got to listen to our podcast. Y'all got to listen to our groups because we getting the real hidden talent, the people yeah. who are about to blow. We put Dende on the podcast. The next mm-hmm. week, he was on a Joe Budden podcast yes. as a sleeper hit. Yep. Nefertiti, one of our great guests who gave a great interview, mm-hmm. uh, is now doing her thing as well. Yeah, like a Freeman. lot of people, Jack Freeman, of course, you know, we, we had him at the beginning yeah. before mm-hmm. y'all niggas really heard of him. <laughs> we had Jack Freeman, our first guest, I think, on the podcast. Too. That was, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. that was our first guest. So now nah, we we putting y'all on, man. Y'all got to give us respect too, because we we put mm-hmm. we letting y'all know who's gonna be up and coming. Yeah, we don't just put like Figgy put a thread on Twitter. I read that. It was some good dope shit. Oh man. yeah. He said we don't we don't just put any any yeah. regular geek off the street. Yeah. yeah. Ain't gonna make the Jim Juke podcast. Yeah, I man. actually do my research, man. Yeah. Because sometimes even Jasmine, she'd be like, "Hey, you check this artist out." Mm-hmm. And I'll check it out. And, you know, I might not reply right at that moment, but mm-hmm. I kind of wait a few months to see how they move and, you know, what they got going on. I listen to the music and then at the right time I, I reach out like, hey, yeah, because I don't I don't ever want to reach out to an artist and I don't know anything about that artist. So, yeah, I don't want to reach out to somebody and I'm like, damn, I don't even know what their music sound yeah. like mm-hmm. or how they are as a person. They they could be a snob or, you know, they might not be good at um, doing music or interviews. So I kind of sit back and, you know, study them a little bit before I ask to get them on. Yeah, man. So. No, definitely. We've had some great guests. And like you said, Nefertiti gave a great interview. She was really open and funny and talked about a whole lot so y'all make sure y'all check that out on our youtube page of course gems and juice mm-hmm. on youtube subscribe we be putting up content on there things that don't make the podcast sometimes mm-hmm. will be on a youtube page so make sure y'all check that out some dope interviews from people who actually know what they're talking about yeah. and are very talented in their own rights yes. um now jasmine we got to get a catch up with you girl what yeah. you been bumping lately i know you be on your hipster <laughs> R&B niggas we ain't even heard of yet you be listening to sometimes. So who you, who you been bumping in the last few weeks? Uh, I mentioned Isaiah Rashad earlier because I've yeah. been listening to him. His album is bomb. It's so it good. good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I like that. I like that sound lately. I'm a fan of, I don't know what to call it. I guess it's a hipster sound that you're, that you just <laughs> described, but I'm a fan. Um, who else have I been listening to? Uh, Vince, uh, Vince Staples, he's still been in mm-hmm. rotation. I think yeah. we talked about him last time too. Yeah. Jas- yeah. Jasmine is more of the West Coast. I love the West, West Coast, Coast girl. I do. Yeah, so the Vince Staples, the Nipsey's, yeah, the, it's any, all me. anybody with that um, hipster West Coast sound. Oh yeah, yeah I think Jasmine mm-hmm. like. No, she like Dom Kennedy too, don't she? <laughs> Probably. Do so. like oh Dom my god! Kennedy. And don't don't play Dom. You like Larry June? <laughs> Um, so you know, Larry, Larry June is Larry June is like a good 
Very good, good. Dom, Dom Kennedy. What Dom Kennedy's son. What people Dom Kennedy think. <laughs> no, yes. Dom, like, if Dom Kennedy could rap, he would be Larry June. But he can't, so he's Dom Kennedy. First of all, Dom Gold Kennedy. Gold Alpenis. You know, you, you, know you love that song. Don't even, I hate don't, that song. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, but I've been listening to really, like, old school music. So well, I have a friend, and he sent me, like, an old school playlist. And it's got, out, when I say, like, hours worth of music, like, on it. And I love stuff like that because I'm deciphering through, like, beats and um, just old like sampling i can hear a lot so many samples i'm catching so many like um references song references that have been used over and over certain songs one song i um listened to who was it um it was the outstanding beat and so for real they had a song and outstanding i looked at the the years and one song came out in 1994 the other came out in like 1996 and i was like dang like I'm obs- sometimes I get a little cringy when I hear samples from like the 2000s, but they were doing it quickly like that. Like the turnover rate was it was insane. So I don't know. I've been listening to like old school music, like doing my history a little bit going back. I've been listening to a lot of like essential albums. Um, I went back and listened okay. to Prince's essential album. I listened to um, uh, Jimi Hendrix the other day. So, mm. you know. Okay, okay. Doing your research. Now, I had to clarify what you meant by old school because some people talk about old school and it's a song from like 2011. Nah, you nah. You know, so I these gotta make like sure. 50s, these are like 80s, okay. 50s to okay, the so 80s. Okay, so actual old like, school. Yeah, yeah. It's been dope. But I did notice what you talked about too because I did, yeah, now that you bring it up, people in the 90s did sample 80s songs a whole lot mm-hmm. and my parents hated that yeah like they hated when coolio came out with gangsta's paradise exactly. sampling the pastime paradise and i was like how do you hate this it sounds yeah. fire it's amazing but now i'm my parents i get yeah. upset when i hear it but it's the same thing really if you if you're really talking about it so yeah. i wonder if it's really if it really sounds bad to us or if it's just you know, we getting old. We were getting old, <laughs> and we know the original song. I used to hate that. I used yeah. to. Ooh, yes. It used to make me so upset when my parents would say, "Well, he stole that from such and such." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whatever. But, but see, I think the difference now is, um, first of all, I feel like uh, when people do that to rap music in the 2000s, I feel like it's kind of clout chasing a little bit. They trying to find that moment and then try to bring back that song type thing. Mm-hmm. And then too, um, hip hop was made from sampling um, R and B and old blues and stuff like that. So you know that was that was a little common. Even though you know SWV sampling Michael Jackson, Human Nature, mm-hmm. that yeah. might have been like, oh, why they do that? But during that time, that was hip hop. That was you know, and plus that was you know, that was an R and B group. So that was kind of hip hop bleeding into R and B a little bit. That's when that shit started happening. But um, to me personally, it's just weird when you, when a a, a rapper sample another rap song. <laughs> like, That's true. Yeah, not just you know do the hook or anything, but actually sample like like sampling Chicken Head, doing redoing Cardi B doing yeah. Chicken Head over. That was just kind of strange to me, it, it, because you usually sample an RB song or you sample a old something old from the seventies and flip it or something like that but 
Um, just imagine somebody, you know, somebody going to flip in the club by 50 Cent mm-hmm. at some point. I'm surprised like, they haven't already. Yeah. How strange would that be? Just hear a, a remake of In the Club with the 808s in it this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, and that is a good point. And I do think um, in the 90s, they were sampling songs that weren't big hits. You know, for example, Dr. Dre, nothing but a G thing, samples Leon Haywood, but that wasn't like a huge record when it was sampled. That's so we didn't even know. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, you you were digging in crates, finding the, the the what are what are they called? The a album breaks. cuts. Yeah, yeah, the deep yeah. cuts. Look, yeah. And, and two, they'll just sample a little piece of it. So they'll yes. just sample a little piece of it and, re, and like loop repeat it. it. Mm-hmm. Loop it. Yeah. Just chop it up a little bit, do something different. Now it's like you're already sampling a successful rap song that sampled something before already so exactly. now it's like yeah just, you 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 double dipping at this point yeah. and it's kind of lazy sometimes but maybe we're just yeah. old man yeah. i don't know I yeah. don't maybe know. we're just i don't know i don't know i, I think it's a little <laughs> i think it's a, a trending topic right now man i think a lot of people trying to bring back what was hot back then so they probably digging through the crates of cash money. Like, oh, bling, bling. That yeah. was a hot song. Yeah. If so anybody redo ever that. redoes bling, bling, it's not. It's just, they will. I just, I just, it, I seen a couple. Touch, some of them don't need to be touched. Yeah. <laughs> they they going to touch that. <laughs> They're like, oh, oh, we could do. They redid Return of the Mac. So yeah, oh, God, don't remind yeah. me. So don't remind ain't, ain't me. Ain't nothing off limits. <laughs> and what was the point of that song, man? Like, looking back, <laughs> did it do anything for any of the no. art? Like, look, like, what was the we point of that song? We talked about it that week, and that, and that was the last time I fucking heard it. <laughs> that same here. I'm sure it has a few million views on YouTube, but I ain't heard that shit on the radio. I don't hear that shit outside. Like, it ain't do nothing. And y'all just stepped on a classic for no reason. When Return of the Mac dropped, you heard that shit everywhere. Yeah, it didn't matter where you were, what station you were listening to, you was going to come across Return of the Mac somehow. I didn't hear that song not but once after yeah. <laughs> I heard it on YouTube. So what was the point of that in the end besides just making people mad for no reason? Yeah. But I digress. I know, like we said, we were get off our porch, yeah. little kids, <laughs> go somewhere else. Let us be old in peace. What up, everybody? We got a very, very special guest. We're keeping it in the family in this edition of the podcast, man. We have a uh, a very, very educated, talented person joining us um, who's also gonna gonna help whip us back into shape man i seen y'all walking around now look the pandemic's over y'all ain't got no excuse to be out of shape still man <laughs> like look it, 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 it's it, the, the lockdown is over outside is open y'all can go outside get a little exercise so we have somebody who's gonna help y'all with that too you know <laughs> as well as talk about her own personal journey and fitness and whatnot and also she just so happens to be the great Figgy Figs big sister. So <laughs> we, we welcome to the podcast IFBB Pro uh, bodybuilder Katrina Audrick joins us. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah, the family matters. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so Katrina, how you doing, girl? I'm good. I'm feeling really good today. You fresh just off of got home. Oh, I was, I was gonna say you fresh off of a show. You you just had the show yes. last week. <laughs> yes, it's just been about a week ago. I just hit the stage last week 
um, actually three weeks ago, I did a show in Pittsburgh. Then turned around two weeks later, did another show in Tampa. Oh, wow. So Tampa, yeah, Tampa was the really big show because most people get ready for the Olympia when they do that show. So I was on stage with some pretty heavy hitters. <laughs> and you got third place. <laughs> yes, third place. <laughs> nice. Was really third place in what was it? That. Nice. That's good. That's um, good. Yeah, I'm actually a physique competitor. They have okay. different um, categories, bikini, figure, physique, and then bodybuilding. So I'm a physique competitor. Okay. Okay. So explain the difference because I, I'm, I, I've been watching some bodybuilding documentaries. I'm actually kind of into it. I'm, you can't tell by looking at me, but I do enjoy like getting into the mind of the people who compete because I think it's very interesting. Uh, what's the difference between physique and bodybuilding? Because some people, at least for the men, there's a stereotype like, oh, the physique dudes don't do legs and they wear these long shorts and stuff and whatnot. So what is the difference between physique and, and bodybuilding for the men and women? Well, for the women, it's more so um, physique. We're a little smaller, um, a little more ripped. Um, bodybuilding, they have a little more mass as far as the women goes. Um, they're not as ripped, but you still got to bring the conditioning, which is basically get all the body fat off so that your muscles can show as much as possible okay but still okay. maintaining that muscle size i get you i get you um and what are did y'all just start having shows again or how did that work during the uh pandemic last year because i know a lot of things got canceled was there still a mystery olympia and all that last year how'd that go down yes yep they actually last year some shows was canceled um, they did have the Mr. Olympia and I actually went there. Normally the Olympia is in like September, October-ish. They actually made it to December last year. And it's normally in Vegas, but last year it was in Orlando. So now this year they're going to keep it in Orlando. Because it was okay. such a good show. And when's the next one in Olympia coming? You said September again? Yes, they're going to have it in okay. September. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Okay. So, so go ahead, Figgy. Oh no, no. I was just gonna say, um, um, she have a wonderful story on how she even got to the bodybuilding stage, the working out stage, and um, I just want you to share how you know you even got to this point because you were, you were kind of looking like us. You was a little chubby chaser a little bit. <laughs> yes. So, so um, the highest. The most I ever weighed was 205. I'm only 5'1". I was a size 22. So I was chunky. I always wanted to like be smaller. When um, I would watch TV, I would get like so jealous of girls and music videos, like really envious. Like, man, I would love to like be smaller and stuff like that. So one day I would sleep and I had the TV on and the infomercial, Billy Blank. Y'all remember Billy Blank? Tyler? Yep. Yep. <laughs> that, that's where it all started. So I ordered that and I was just addicted. Like I would rush home um, after work and just do Tybo Billy Blank. 
and um, the weight started coming off in like 10 pound increments. So um, then I was like, hey, what if I just start learning how to eat right? Maybe it'll really come off quicker. So I just started educating myself. I got down to like 103 pounds. I was like just skinny, no muscle tone or anything like that. So I just started going to the gym and kind of like educate myself on how to work out. And this lady asked me, she was like, you ever thought about bodybuilding, competing? I'm like, no. So I back at that time, I did do a show, but I wasn't into it like I did it, like I'm into it now. Like I did a show and the night before the show, I ate cheesecake and everything. Like <laughs> it was just, <laughs> it was just something to do. But I did it and, you know, didn't do another show until like maybe 15 years later, which brings me up to now. So um, I got serious about four years ago, turned pro after a year. So I've been a pro for about three years now. Oh, wow. That's um, so. I, how how do you how did you first get into like lifting? Because I know a lot of women don't want to really lift heavy weights, especially anything with the upper body. It's same thing with men. Men are the opposite. We don't want to do squats or nothing like that. We just want to do bench press and and arm curls. So <laughs> how did you get into the point of where you know I'm I'm going to start lifting? I'm going to get strong. And how do you recommend other women get into that as well? Um. First, you have to educate yourself because a lot of women, I always used to hear them say, well, I don't want to look like a man. I don't want to get all muscle big and stuff like that. But actually, the more muscle you have, the more fat you burn. It actually helps speed up your metabolism. So I really just like, I know what I want to look like. So I know that I have to do certain things to create that look because it's all an illusion and a look. You know, so for me, I have to make sure that I'm eating for my physique. Like I can't just be eating like cake and stuff like that. I have to eat like chicken breast, jasmine rice, all that stuff plays a part in making sure that you create the physique you want or whatever your goals are. I guess you that makes sense. That makes sense. Um and you also did mention uh, watching the music videos and stuff and being jealous of the women you would see on there. Uh, do you think that's a bigger problem now? Because I think it's a problem for men and women. I think women, especially women, they see the Instagram models who go get surgery and then they act like they did all that in the gym. So women might get into the gym and they don't see those type of results and get discouraged. Same thing for men, like men will see an actor who did some kind of crazy, you know, he might be using gear or something and they they get into the gym and they don't see that kind of results for themselves. Like, do you think that's gotten worse with social media, people's image getting distorted and having body problems or body image issues? Yes. body. We call it body dysmorphia. Yes, definitely. I definitely, um, because I actually hate when I follow certain people and they show like the waist trainer or something like that, knowing that they didn't have the surgery. <laughs> like that's just, you know, making like false that's accusations. False. And then a lot of um, celebrities, you got to really think about it. A lot of them have chefs because yep. 90% is your eating. 
You can go in the gym, lift all the weights in the world. If your eating is not clean, like it's supposed to be to be or whatever your goal is, you're really just spinning your wheels. Like you're eating, that's 90%. That's 90%. People don't get that. That is the hardest part too, because... You know, it's hard to resist temptations of going out to eat, especially if you got friends, especially you got a boyfriend, a girlfriend, and they want to go out to eat all the time and they don't want to see you, you sit across from you while you're eating a salad. So <laughs> you got to you gotta eat some of their food too if they don't eat it. So it, it, the eating part is hard, especially in this society where we're so food-based. You know, it's hard to go and grill chicken every single day or make sure you have the meal set out throughout the day. So that that really is the tough part. The working out, everybody thinks that's the hard part, but, you know, you get used to that. Yeah. But the eating is a daily struggle, I feel. Yes, it definitely is. Even with as far as like compete competing, me personally, like if I know I have a show coming up, I didn't train myself where I can go out to eat and watch you eat pizza. I can sit across from you and pull out my food out my purse. <laughs> like, I didn't got used to that. And a lot of restaurants, you know, once they see me and they know that I compete, they'll actually um, bring me a plate and warm up my food for me. Oh, that's nice. So a lot of people, they actually respect it more so mm. now <laughs> that everybody's, you know, into the health, you know, yeah. thing. It, it's, it's funny because... Um, it was one time, I think we went to a cook. It was a family member cookout or something. And you actually brought a lunchbox <laughs> to this cookout. <laughs> and mind you, it's a, it's a cookout. And so it's all type of food there. And she actually brought her, her dinner. And I'm like, dang, that's a lot of commitment, man. Because uh, I wouldn't have did all that. And I would have gave in and said, you know what, let me just get a, a, a rib or, you know, a piece of chicken or something like that. But you brought your own stuff and you was... You was cool with it. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I know that I would feel worse eating that food versus staying on my diet. Like, I would feel like everything I, you know, accomplished is down the drain now because I couldn't, you know, stay focused. And then also, it's not going to last long. Like, I have a deadline. Mm. So that cheesecake, that rib, all that's still going to be there once mm -hmm. the show is over. Mm. So, um, uh, walk us through your, um, I, I don't want you to give us like a regular, um, day, uh, how you eat, give us the, the, um, the game plan of how you eat whenever you you're getting ready to compete because it's super intense. Yes, it is. So I do eat six times a day. So in the morning I'm, I get all my protein my carbs out, measure it out into six little containers, my breakfast, I eat that. And you know, I'm a male lady. So I have to have all my meal, meals with me on my route. And what I do is I heat up all my food, pack it in my lunch bag. That way while I'm on my route, I don't even have to heat up my food because it's already like room temperature. So as far as my protein, I cook that in bulks, my chicken, um, my beef, I cook that in bulks. Then my, um, I only do jasmine rice as my carb. And then as my vegetables, I might do asparagus or cauliflower. 
so I really keep my meals more simple. That way it's more consistent. If you're doing a lot of different stuff, you're kind of like easier to fall off. But if you're eating the same food, it's more consistent. It's easier to stay on your game plan. And then, of course, don't forget your gallon of water. I drink a gallon <laughs> of water every day. <laughs> that's so how do you that's one issue i had too and you say you're a male lady like how do you control your bladder drinking a gallon of water every day because I, I i try to drink a gallon of water but i always have to go to the bathroom it's kind of annoying so how do you control that <laughs> that's what everybody asks me. but once once you start doing it your body actually get used to it. Mm, that's what I so yeah like after the first couple of days you are using the bathroom quite often, but after I say like five days, your body actually get used to it. So you won't okay. be using the bathroom as much. All right, yeah. all right. That's, that's comforting. That's comforting. Cause yeah, that, that does get me caught up sometimes. Yeah, the water is the secret too. A lot of people don't know that. That actually helps flush out the fat. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you can actually see a difference in your body if you drink, if you don't drink as much water versus drinking your water. You can actually see a difference in your body and your skin. That makes sense. And it's tough because when you drink a lot of water, you feel kind of bloated. So you feel like, man, this can't be working because I, I feel kind of bloated now and I'm full all the time. But that's actually probably a good thing, you know. You drink a yeah. more water, you're less likely to be hungry too. So, mm. very true. And, yeah, and then you go about what you look like first thing in the morning. Once your body settle and you're asleep, once you wake up in the morning, that's your real weight and that's your real physique. Mm. But once you start eating and drinking, then you know, of course, your body going, your stomach going to expand and stuff like that. So it's better to uh, weigh yourself in the morning when you first get up instead of, you know, yeah. throughout the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First thing in the morning before you even take a shower, before you even drink anything. Yeah. Just weigh yourself. And you use the scale as a tool. You don't use it as like, you know, like, like it's, you know, God or anything like that. You just use it as a tool because you might end up gaining a little weight but you're really losing a little fat at the same time. That makes sense. And we're, we're picking up some good tips. Cause like I said, That's we are trying day. to get back on the health kick. So <laughs> yeah, drink a lot of water keep the meal simple, eat clean. Those are the main things right now. So I'm, I'm taking notes over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, I missed it. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you got to stay consistent. That's the whole thing, because a lot of people, they'll, you know, try for a week or a couple of days and not start, you know, not seeing results and give up. You, once you stay consistent, then you will start seeing your results. And then that'll motivate you to keep going. No, that's very true. It's like anything. Consistency is key for sure, for sure. So I am interested, like, what do you think about the uh, the bodybuilding scene as a whole? as it is right now because i know back in the day back when like arnold schwarzenegger was out and they made pumping iron it got really big there was a fitness boom everybody was trying to be a bodybuilder 
like Ronnie Coleman used to say, everybody want to be a bodybuilder, but nobody want to lift the weight. So everybody was getting <laughs> right. a bodybuilder around that time. But I do feel like now there's been more of a, you know, it's okay to be kind of out of shape. It's okay to, you know, be yourself as they call it. And I think it's more, I think people aren't as fitness conscious as they used to be. At least it's not as fashionable. Like you say, Billy Blank's tie bow was a huge thing. And yeah. now there's really, you know, people have the Peloton bike, I guess, but that's super expensive. Not everybody can do that. Right. So what what do you think about the bodybuilding uh, community in general right now? Do you think it's as big as it used to be? And is it still booming at a uh, good growth rate? I think it's still booming. It's, um, it's, it still has its own little community. I think more people are starting to go towards that way. Because um, I think it's slowly but surely everybody's starting to catch on now. Because now I'm coming across a lot of people that actually DM me. Um, they want to, they thinking about competing. Mm. So, you know, and that actually um, helps keep you accountable. Like yeah. a goal, you know what I'm saying? You know, so I'm starting to get a lot of that. And um a lot of people, it's starting to be more acceptable as far as like women with muscles, not with too much, but just a little bit, like more of an athletic look. Yeah. Like mm. a lot of people want to start looking like an athlete. Mm. So, yeah. So I'm getting a lot of that as far as, you know, women go and even men. Mm. No, I think that's true. I remember people used to clown Serena for looking super muscular, but now... They they appreciate that look a lot more. So that, I think that's a good thing as well. People getting more accepting of that type of physique. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so uh, walk us walk us uh, through your day when it's time to compete. So it's it's the day you walk across the stage. You got to flex and all that. So. <laughs> Uh, once you wake up in the morning, uh, give us what exactly you do, what, what you have to do. Okay. Like, can so you, can you eat? The do, morning, do you eat or do you drink or uh, yeah, say all that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the morning of a show, I literally have to wake up at like 4.30 before I eat anything or drink anything. I have to send pictures to my coach and all uh, four of my poses which is the front double bicep, the ab and thigh, um, the rear um, double bicep, you know, side chest, tricep. He needs to see everything to see um, how lean and striated I am. Then he'll tell me to drink. He'll look at the pictures and evaluate the pictures. He might say, drink eight ounces of water, also eight ounces of coffee. Send me another picture in an hour. Then I send him some more pictures in my weight. Then he might say, go ahead and eat one egg and 115 grams of chicken breast. Send me another picture in an hour. Then 115 grams of chicken with three rice cakes. Send me another picture in an hour. Then after that, he'll be like, okay, go time. You're looking good. <laughs> so, you know, I start getting getting ready, get my makeup on, put my suit on, then it be game time. Right before I actually hit the stage, 
he might have me eat a blueberry muffin and 11 Doritos. Like it's so scientific. <laughs> it's so scientific. Mm. Then you know, That's crazy course, that he can tell. <laughs> yes. He is like a genius. Like someone else might look at me and be like, oh, you ready? He'd be like, Nah, we need you to eat 11 <laughs> Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's yeah, intense. It's so that, scientific. That's really intense. It's crazy how you can tell. And people, I don't think people understand either, like how the narrow of error and, and victory in bodybuilding, like, you know, it, people just think you just work out a lot and then get on stage and flex. But it's so yeah. scientific, like you said, about every single thing you eat matters every single rep you do matters like there's so much into it that's really interesting to me so that that's really crazy he can yes. see a picture of you and tell you need to eat one ounce of chicken breast or something <laughs> like that that's crazy yeah yes even the night before and i thought this was so funny the night before he'll even have me um drink two ounces of vodka and that oh, wow. actually helps drop that actually helps dry you out. Mm. So you have to be dried out before you hit the stage or how did that go? Yes. Yep. So um, the week of a show, I normally drink a gallon and a half of water. So if I compete on Friday, that whole week, is they consider it peak week. So that whole week, I'm drinking a gallon and a half of water. So... Thursday is when we start cutting back my water. We don't stop it completely, but we just start measuring it. So like with meal four, I might drink four ounces of water. Meal five, another four ounces of water. Right before bed, I do two ounces of vodka. Wake up in the morning, dry. Like all you see is like every muscle everything so it's no water basically on your you know in your muscles so everything you can see every especially you got to be lean for it to work so the morning of the show i was like 110 pounds wow mm. i was 110 pounds before he started feeding me so after he started um having me drink you know the water and the food i walked on stage like 114 pounds mm. Damn. And what percent <laughs> body fat were you at? Like 6%. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like I would, the week before the show, I literally, all I did was like lay around the house because I had no energy. Mm. I was still like, of course, you know, drink some coffee just to get to the gym. But your energy level is like really down. But that's how it's supposed to be. Like, if you still got energy like that, you're not doing something right. And that means you still got body fat on you. Like, my body fat was so low. That's in, that's really intense. That's really intense. <laughs> so how, what yeah. do you recommend? Let, let's say the average person is trying to get back into shape. They're trying to get back out there, but they don't really know where to start. And they, they don't, you know, like you said, a lot of people start a diet and they drop off it. A lot of people start going to the gym and they drop off. Like, what do you recommend somebody who's just getting out there again, maybe has been sitting around the last year, gotten packed on 10, 20 pounds maybe, 
and are trying to find inspiration to uh, get get back into shape again, what do you recommend they start with? First, the gym. Put yourself around other people. Mm. You have to put yourself in the environment. Um, not working out at home because that's not going to motivate you. <laughs> but going to a gym and actually seeing other people working out and, you know, even talking to some people, when you see them doing a certain exercise, ask questions. So I definitely recommend going to a gym um, and then start educating yourself on how to eat right. Because you don't have to, like, totally stop eating your favorite foods. You just have to learn how to do it in moderation. So maybe, you know, eat good for the week and then on Saturday, treat yourself. That way it's like an award. That makes sense. And I do notice a lot of people are insecure about going to the gym, especially if they're out of shape because they think, you know, they're being laughed at or the bodybuilders yeah. and weightlifters, the serious weightlifters are making fun of them. But I have found those are the most nice people in the gym. Like they'll always yeah. give you some some tips for free. You know, they'll say what you should do. They'll they'll explain to you how to do exercise. Like they're really there to kind of help you out if you have any questions. So people don't have to be scared when you see somebody yeah. super lean and fit working out because those are the nicest people you'll find at gym usually. Yeah, I actually I actually ran across that. People actually says that to me that um, they don't want to go to the gym because they feel like people looking at them or staring at them. And, um, but I'm like, well, you, if you staring at them, they staring at you. Y'all could be working <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. Nobody should be staring at each other. <laughs> but when I do see like overweight people at the gym, to be honest, I actually go up to them and give them a pound, like, and let them know, great job. You made the first step to yeah. even come in the gym. Because yeah. I know sometimes it can be intimidating. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of be uh, a little excited when I see somebody overweight um, in yeah. the gym because it's like, okay, they, you know, they, they took that first step. I mean, it's like, yeah, because me, I wouldn't say I'm overweight, but there's a bunch of times where I'm just like, man, nah, I ain't going. But they had enough courage to go and uh, actually do some stuff. So, yeah. So it's kind of like, okay. Yeah. So, I, yeah. So I give them the thumbs up, but. Yeah, you got to take the first step and just like anything, habit. Like you got to make, you know, going to the gym a habit. Like every day at six o'clock, I'm going to go to the gym no matter what. Six o'clock, I'm going to the gym. And after 30 days, it becomes a habit. Mm. So so when you go to the gym, this this the problem I had personally because, you know, growing up with you, I always went to the gym with you. So I always had somebody to follow, but... Whenever I go on my own, I don't know what to do. It's like, how long do I stay? Do I just walk for 30 minutes? And what all, I mean, uh, what's like a time limit of working out? Or how do you, um, I guess, figure that out? Because sometimes, so I, I'll be, I'll be, sometimes I'll be there for like 30 minutes and I'll be like, all right, that was cool. Or, <laughs> or should I stay a little longer? So, yeah. What, like, so, what, yeah, you got to go in there with a plan first and foremost, but um, you shouldn't be at the gym no long, like some people say two hours and stuff like that. No, if you're doing the work, it should be at least an hour. 
get in, get out. Because otherwise, you know, that would make you not stay committed if you were spending half of the day in the gym. So um, I say at least an hour. If you're doing cardio too, an hour and a half, it's always best to do your cardio after you lift weights. You know, so lift weights where you got your most energy. Then if you're going to do cardio afterwards, 30 minutes afterwards, walking on the treadmill, something like that, or the elliptical, but no more than an hour and a half in the gym. And most gyms on the machines, they actually have little samples um, of what muscles that machine works. Okay. So you can always look at that as well. That makes sense. I get you. I get you. Um, hmm. I also want to ask. I, I, go ahead. Oh yeah, I was gonna say what. Uh, what are some of your pet peeves, uh, 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 people at the gym? Because we all staring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we, I, I mean, I, I kind of know a few pet peeves. One of them is staring. One is um, walking holding around. Holding up machines. Yeah, holding up machines. Walking around, talking to everybody. And not yes. really working out. <laughs> so what are some more pet peeves you got uh, people at the gym? Just just really holding up machines. <laughs> Especially like sitting on the machine, playing on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> then if, and I'll come up to you and ask you, um, how many more sets you have? <laughs> and then, you know, to let you know, like, okay, I'm waiting on the machine. But yeah, other than that, that's really about it. Just playing on your phone, holding up machines. <laughs> that's a real big pet peeve of mine. No, I agree. The superset people to the people who hold up like two or more machines at a time because they're trying to go like, I understand oh. that the gym is empty. That's fine. But when you got oh, yeah. a bunch of people there and you're like, you're holding up the row machine and the pulley machine at the same time because they're switching back and forth. Oh, like, yeah. now nah, you got to give one of them up, man. You can't be out on right. both at the same time. I hate that. <laughs> right. Or you can always say, a... can I work in with you? Yeah. You know, I, that I do help. that a lot too. <laughs> can I work in with you? So, yeah. And it's always like the dude with uh, who shaped like the letter T. And yeah. walking yeah. around with a gallon water bottle, yeah. you know, some shit, a, a, a milk carton. Right. <laughs> she, right. Very true. Um, so so what do you have planned next? Um what what you have any events coming up that you're gonna that we can catch you at or anything other shows you have before you said Mr. Olympia coming up soon. But what else do you have on the uh on the schedule for this year? Um well I'm I'm in um, my off season now, so I'm not going to do anything until next year. So my main focus is to improve on the thickness of my back. So that's something that me and my coach um, decided like a few months ago in off season, let's focus more on the thickness of my back. So it's called like a 3D type of thing where you have your muscles in your back, but they need to pop out basically that look okay so yeah so so, so this oh, go ahead oh this season um we actually noticed three months ago that i needed to improve on that so of course you can't lean out and gain muscle at the same time it's either one or the other 
So since I already was leaning out for the show, he was like, well, let's just get your conditioning. Let's kill him with the conditioning. And that's how my conditioning was on point. So in conditioning, meaning that all the body fat was off and you could see every striation in my body. Okay. So uh, one more question for me. Uh, what's your overall goal as a, um, as a um, bodybuilder? Uh, is that the right term? I, don't, I keep saying bodybuilder, but yeah, your- you can say it's, it's a bodybuilder or athlete. Okay. Okay. Um, What's your overall goal at the end of it all? To get on the Olympia stage. That's my goal. So um, most people that's into bodybuilding or as a competitor, their goal is to turn pro. Most people that turn pro, they don't do nothing else but just turn pro. They never, you know, do anything else as far as like doing other shows because they just wanted to turn pro. Then some people never turn pro, Mm. you know? So, um, but my goal is to one day step on the Olympia stage and I will do that. And I did forget to ask you too, but one more question for me as well. How many times do you work out a day? You know what? I just did a post on Instagram (laughs) one time a day. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because a lot of people, a lot of people think that you have to do a whole bunch of cardio to get lean or lose weight, or you have to work out twice a day to get results. Mm. That is not the case. Doing my whole prep, this was the I'm not going to say easiest, but it was the more peaceful prep that I did, which was six months. Um, So for six months, I ate the same foods. Every morning, I would get up, do cardio on a treadmill, just walking. Mm. Then go to work. Then later on, train in the evening. Mm. So that that was my life for six months. For six months. And it was so be- peaceful. I didn't work out twice a day. <laughs> I wasn't all obsessive, like, <laughs> no. That makes sense. But to be fair, you do have a physical job, too. I think a lot of people, they, they might just sit in the office all day. So that maybe that'll impede some progress as well. But no, I understand. I understand completely. So one one a day is all we really need, right? No, no two yeah, a days. You, yeah, diet is 90%. I'm yep. telling you, yeah. diet is 90%. <laughs> all right. So tips for all our fatties. Let's sum it up real quick. Uh, keep the diet simple. Diet is 90%. Only need to work out once a day, an hour, hour, 30 minutes max. And uh, start by, what, what workouts do you recommend starting with? We'll, we'll, we'll go there as well. Um, Workout-wise, I would, of course, cardio. If you definitely want to lose weight, you got to do some type of cardio to keep your heart rate up. Um, Then as far as working out, pick a body part per day. So if you want to do Monday, do your back. Do exercises just for your back. Tuesday, do exercises just for your shoulders. Wednesday, your quads. Thursday, you know, what else? Your hamstrings and glutes. Then Friday, you could do your whole body. And then take off Saturdays and Sundays. And then go back 
Monday and repeat. But yeah, take each body part, just do one body part each day. It's a little more simple than trying to do everything at the mm -hmm. gym. And all you need Make is like four exercises. Mm. Okay. Makes sense. We don't need the notepad, do we? We don't have to be notepad guy in the gym, do we? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you have to be Good notepad. I remember, I remember the last time I was in the gym, I seen somebody with a notepad. Like, to the point, I, I thought he was doing maybe a school project or something. <laughs> just you know, just kind of um, no. doing a report on each workout. Because he was kind of skinny a little bit. He had a hat and glasses. It looked like he wasn't working out at all. And he was just yeah, kind of like no. hitting the check mark and then go do something and then hit the other check mark. And I was just like, damn, okay. Yep. Yep. All you need is four exercises. Just focus on those four exercises. Get in, get out. And just make sure your diet is clean. Makes sense. And also a, a gallon of water a day. You said a gallon of water yes. a day. So yep, a gallon of water. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Before you go, right. before you go, show us your trophies in the back. Okay. <laughs> So these, actually, I just got this one. This is actually oh, wow. the Tampa Pro. Okay, okay. Yeah. Looks and like then the Super these Bowl. Two, yep, and these two was the ones that I did Pittsburgh Pro. I want both of these. Okay. Nice. And then these are some of my other ones. Oh, wow. Nice. That's dope. Damn, you're a superstar. Look at you. You only been doing this for like six years, you said? Um, about I got serious like four years ago. Oh, okay. So in four years, yeah. you really racked up all that. That's inspiring. That's in, that's insane. Yep. Congratulations, really. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, next time. Okay. Hopefully, I'll be doing an interview saying that I've been to the Olympia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to find some kind of um, um, contest or something down here. Come down here and do something. I don't know if they have yeah. something in Houston, but yeah, yeah. No, they do. They have it all over. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You have to come down yeah. to H-Town to do something. <laughs> oh, for yeah. sure. That would sure. be a plan. That could <laughs> definitely be a plan. Yeah, yeah, because I know you ain't moving down here anymore, so... You can at least yes, come I visit. <laughs> there you go. Always talking that stuff. <laughs> so uh, where, where can the people find you? Promote your socials. Let people know. And do you do personal training as well? Um, no, I don't do personal training. I tried that. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, <laughs> no. So, yeah, I just really like focusing on myself. But I do give tips whenever someone comes up to me. I do try to help with that. Um, but my IG is COCO underscore BRN underscore IFBB Pro. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so people, check her out. Make sure you follow her. Like you said, she's going to be on Olympia one day on a big stage. So... Make sure you all follow her now before she become a super superstar and she don't talk to us no more. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, no. We, 
be a strange family member. <laughs> <laughs> the one who got too big. Yeah. Yep. No, we know how that feel. We know how that feel. Yeah. I'm gonna be like Dr. Dre's daughter. Like, I'm, <laughs> like I'm, I'm living out my car and she won't help me. <laughs> no. I I win, everybody win. <laughs> cool. I like that. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Well, looking forward to talk to you again. Thank you again for sharing your journey, for giving us fatties out here some tips on how to get back into shape for the uh upcoming fall season. And yeah, everybody follow her on social media as well. Um, she is Figgy Figs, big sister, Katrina Audric. Uh, soon to be superstar in the bodybuilding world. She's already a star. She's going to be a superstar soon. So <laughs> thank you again for joining us. And yeah, we got to do it again sometime. Yes. Thank you for having me. Um. All right. Is that is that wrap it up for music? Oh, yeah. There was a new um, Lizzo and Cardi B song I did here. Oh, yeah. You said it was qualified, right? Oh, come on, man. I can't speak. <laughs> look, I, I will withhold the gems and juice rating for this one because it's not, look, it, it's just not for us. But I only, yeah. like, she's an H Town girl, so I won't. Yes. I can't say nothing about it. I think it's, it depends where you at, man. I, uh, I, I, would, I wouldn't bump this in the car. And clearly, this song is kind of targeted towards a certain audience. So if you if you if you a super hip hop fan and you only listen to hip hop music, I will probably say this is not for you. Yes. But if you listen to, you know, top 40 music, pop music and stuff like that, you might like this. You might enjoy this song. I can imagine a lot of white women cleaning to this song and just like shaking their <laughs> hips off rhythm and being, yeah, girl. It's like the BBW theme song, man. I I, yeah. I could see it pop. I could see it in Tide commercials. I'll say that much. She's great at making music that will probably be in a lot of commercials in the future. Yeah. <laughs> because you can tell it has that very poppy sound. Yeah, charming commercials. Yes. <laughs> but the song is. <laughs> Dog, that fucking juicy song was everywhere, man. Like it was on air. I, I swear it was on like five commercials. Yeah, at one point. It no, it was everywhere to the point I um I didn't even know it was her. I just heard it from a commercials. Mm-hmm. And then it was. It was, it was, it was an original commercial. No, no, that's the only time I heard it. And then when I um I ended up going to a bar to eat some food. And that song came on. And, you know, sometimes in the bars, they had the videos playing in the back. So I uh, I seen a video. I'm like, oh, this is Lizzo? <laughs> and it was like the full song. I'm like, damn, because they only played a piece of it in a 30-second mm-hmm, commercial. Yeah, so I'm like, damn, I didn't know that was Lizzo. And I'm like, the video actually looked pretty cool. But yeah. Um, yeah, but her music is is very popular when it comes to commercials, advertisement, and you know movie trailers and stuff like that. She found a lane, and I can't really knock it. Uh, and the video also has it has Cardi B, a very pregnant Cardi B. Um, I guess she thinks this makes her a big girl because she got a baby bump. But I mean, that's gonna be gone, and she's gonna get surgery again, so she's gonna be skinny again at one point. <laughs> but uh. You're like you look, we know we know what the deal with Cardi is that fake ass six pack she had, but whatever, I ain't knocking it. Uh, anyway, like here's the thing about Lizzo though, I think she's very talented. I think she can make good music, but I don't like her being stuck in this box of I'm fat and I don't care what you got to say about it type music. 
Like, can she make no nobody else? I I missed when we can have just a big girl singing or rapping. Like yeah. Queen Latifah ain't rap about being fat. Yeah, you know, and Jill she was Scott. never skinny. Yeah. Jill Scott never like they didn't have these fat people theme songs. Yeah. And I understand body positivity. Women want to have songs that make them feel good. I get that, but I don't like her being that artist. All mm. only that artist, basically. You know, yeah. like I think she's very talented and can make more and can do more. I read something a while back about she was hosting a show with fat people too. Like she she's a fat woman artist now. Now I, I don't want. Basically, yeah. yeah. And it's like, I don't want her to be like this fat, sassy, black stereotype type person. Like, I know the she Monique. can do more than that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good comparison. Yeah. yeah because I don't Monique, want her to be Monique part two. Yeah. Because Monique, if you follow her whole career, she will always be this this fat Shame, person. Uh, fat, shaming, yeah. skinny, skinny yeah. women. Hey, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a big bitch. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It, it was just... <laughs> It was just always that. It was always the fat jokes and all that stuff. Yes. And then once she ended up getting slim, then it, Netflix it ain't out, call her back. It, it just went out the window, man. We don't want no skinny. She wasn't even funny. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah we we get, we gotta we gotta get more from Lizzo, and I hope yeah. she does more at some point. Like I remember she was, I watched Eric Andre's show a whole lot. Like, that was my favorite crazy shows that ever aired on TV. And she did a little guest spot in there, and she was funny. Mm-hmm. Like, she did her thing. And it wasn't just, oh, I'm a big bitch, you yeah. know. But her music is just, and I don't know if it's just the labels telling, hey, you got to stick to this because it's what's selling. Yeah. But I wish she would do more. I hope you, she does more than that in the so future. Too. Yeah, you think it's them saying, hey, this is working right now. Uh, stay in this lane while it's still working. Mm-hmm. Kind of what they do in the Meg. Saying, hey, yes. hey, this, you know, just keep doing this is, yeah. is working right now. But we know they eat like beyond talented to do so much more. They just keeping them in those boxes. I hate to see it. I hate Me to see too. It. Um, have we had a uh, decision on Cardi B yet? Because she did feature on this song. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, I think I'm kind of Cardi'd out, man. Because remember early on, every time she hop on something, we'd be like, oh, let's check it out. Let's mm-hmm. you know we we would kind of stop the last two I want to say um, verses she dropped I was just kind of eh, I didn't even go to it and I only went to this one because uh, Lizzo you know H Town Zone Leroy's friend mm-hmm. <laughs> Lizzo and um, yeah Cardi it was cool but I think uh, I, I think is uh, I don't want to say the hype is dying down but I think she kind of down to normal now. <laughs> I think a lot of people are cardied out. Uh, Jasmine, you had to speak for all women on this podcast. Because me me <laughs> and Stiggy just going to be... That's yeah, what I'm exactly. going to say. I'm going to let y'all niggas nig because nah. I'm still here for Cardi. I still <laughs> really? love Cardi. She's okay. Cardi. Like, she's, she's being herself and she's always been that. So, like, you either going to like her or you don't. I don't, yeah. I don't really... Nothing's changed. She's been consistent. I, I will say yeah. that. She's been extremely consistent. Yeah, so th- you still checking for Cardi when she drop a new single or a feature? You going straight to that and I checking said it out? She's been consistent. I didn't say I was consistent. <laughs> no, that's what I'm asking though. <laughs> like, are you Cardied nah, out? Or yeah. Like, I, I when I see her, I love it. I just, you're right. I don't go, I don't go looking for her. But when I see her, hey girl, like I like to see her doing a thing. I'm glad yeah. she's pregnant again. Like, 
Yeah, just re- remember when she uh, around the time where she was like super buzzing. This is before she started talking to Offset, mm-hmm. and we would praise everything she do, man. It's just like any little thing, like oh, Bodak Yellow. It just it finally hit number one. Yeah, and we was excited. Um, she bought her first car. Uh, she was so Everybody excited. Everybody was rooting for her. Like, yeah, it seemed like I don't really get. Maybe because she rich now, she good. Mm-hmm. But now it's just kind of like uh, <laughs> she living the like, life she deserves. I, I feel like yeah, I feel like maybe she's not uh, relatable to us now because she kind of at first I felt like she was one of us. She was like okay, you know, she jumping into the rap game type thing. Mm-hmm. Now she kind of on another level where it's like uh, we can't really relate to you now. Yeah. We just all wanted to see her win, and now that she's winning, it's like okay, girl, do your thing. Like we just. Let her, you know, we just kind of like, all right, yeah. do you think now it's we for you know we our attention span. Yeah. We looking for the next person that we want to root for. I think that's true. I think, and I think honestly, like, I, I think I just think people getting tired of her. Kind of, I, mm-hmm. I know men are. I don't know about women yet. I know she probably got a hive still, yeah. but I feel like okay, you know, there's so much of this like the cute ignorance thing. Can only take you so far before he's like, okay, you just sound kind of dumb with some of the shit you be saying. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't need her to, I don't need her talking to fucking Joe Biden or Kamala <laughs> Harris. Like, I don't want to see that type of shit, man. I don't want to see her takes on political things that are going on. Like, she, I, I think she slowed down on that. Uh, but career wise, I will say, I do think she did not capitalize off a of WAP like she should have. You know, I feel like the album should have probably dropped because that was a huge, that was kind of like her comeback, honestly. Yeah. yeah. That and was a huge record. I, I, that was a yeah. year ago already. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I wonder what happened. I wonder, um, I wonder why she's not really dropping any music because she, she have been dropping little stuff here and there, but she haven't dropped the album or nothing. And uh, I want to say the past couple singles, she just dropped it and that was it because yeah. she, she dropped WAP. And the other one was uh, uh, money. Mm-mm, up. Yeah, she, dro- up. she dro- yeah she yeah. dropped up. And, uh, money money wasn't on the first album. That was a regular single, right? Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was just a regular. Oh single. wow, that came out a long time ago. Yeah. she's had a lot of Lucy's that haven't even been on an album exactly. yet because she hasn't yeah. dropped her next album. Because she huh. dropped yeah she dropped money a minute ago, and I figured uh you know maybe something was coming. But they kind of treated that like it was just a Lucy, but yeah. it was a it was a big song. Yeah, because there was one after that that didn't pop as much. Am I um, press with press. Offset was with one too? Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's that one didn't one. really go. As that's, mm-hmm. that's four songs. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, no album. <laughs> so I wonder what's going on. I, I I remember she was having some a little bit of issues. As far as the uh, label, I don't know if that have anything to do with it. But is she, is she still on quality control on QC? I think she be. Now she's on Atlantic. Yeah. No, she's an association because of Offset, yeah, I guess. I, yeah. yeah. I think she was. No, I think she was actually being managed by um, QC. I thought. Yeah. I, I thought so. But she was. She was signed to Atlantic. Gotcha. Yeah. I think the pregnancy might have slowed things up too, because I remember um, she actually got pregnant. Um, before her first album release. And she mentioned yeah. that that's why it was really hard to get that album out because she had to do all the music and shoot all the videos before she started showing her mm-hmm. pregnant bump. 
Mm-hmm. And now I guess she at the point where she don't care. She can show it off. And I mean, I guess it worked for the Lizzo song too, because you know, Lizzo big and then now yeah. she big too. So it kind of works. Ryan. <laughs> but, I, let you, I let you say it the first time. You can't right. keep saying that. That's not what? okay. Why no. not? Why not? She's I, just pregnant. That's it. She's not. No. That, that, I don't think it's a gimmick. I don't think it was meant to be like a She's, thing. Her, she literally said, like, I'm a big bitch oh, okay. in the song. Like, she had some fat bars okay. in her verse. So, nah, she was saying that, not me. Okay, like, she I heard was the one song. saying, yeah, yeah. Nah, okay. she was like, I'm a, I'm a big bitch or whatever she was saying. So, nah, she had those bars in there. And I think that that's what they were trying to go for, too. Mm-hmm. That's why she had her stomach all out. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, she's like, mm, I'm big and beautiful. And Lizzo was like, mm, I'm big and beautiful. So, it was like, fucking uh, uh, Jay-Z and fucking R. Kelly of bbws or whatever so um <laughs> so anyway uh i think we talked about that song enough <laughs> but yeah i'm i'm interested to see what cardi does next honestly i wonder when the next album like i said she should have capitalized after WAP came out mm-hmm. i don't know why she didn't drop maybe covid pushed things back for them yeah. uh maybe it was supposed to drop an album last year but she couldn't maybe yeah. she wants to tour or something i don't know but I doubt she's dropping this year if she's, you know, this heavily pregnant yeah, she's, and going to have a newborn. So I don't know. She's too big of an artist not to not to tour. So you're probably 100 on, on spot there. Yeah. They're not going to let her drop an album and not be able to tour it. I agree. I agree. But we'll see. We'll keep uh, people informed, I guess, on her yeah. ever-changing Cardi B takes on this podcast. <laughs> we used to love her, now we hate her, and then we love her again, <laughs> like Jay. Um. So, oh. uh, go ahead. Did y'all did y'all check out this Donda link? Oh uh, yeah. I've seen it go around. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to listen to unfinished Kanye music because they've had a few. Uh, this happens with Kanye quite a bit, actually. Every time, like his his album leaks early, but it's like completely different songs from what gets released. So it's kind of like a bonus Kanye album every time. Mm-hmm. But it's like me, I prefer to listen to the finished album first, and then I'll go back and listen to the cuts that might have not made it. But yeah. is this actually a legit uh, link with legit music? Yeah, it 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 sounds legit. I can't lie. It doesn't sound mastered. Um, it doesn't sound mixed and mastered, but it sounds legit. Like the and I I never caught any of the live um streams that he Me did, neither. but it sounds like some of them sound as though they were live, and then the the audience was cut. No, so I it sounds really. Hmm. Check it out. Is, Con- is Kanye back? Is he uncanceled? Yeah. I don't know if he was ever canceled. Check it but- out. I, I will say I did hear once um after um I want to say it was kind of the week after the verses the dipset verses dip dipset in, in the locks hmm. um I did search on YouTube to try to find that locks song and uh, Kanye because I kept hearing about that I'm like damn let me see how they sound with Kanye mm-hmm. and that song was actually all right I'm like damn okay Kanye is actually rapping on there yeah. So um, him, um, Jay Electronica, and um, mm-hmm. all three of the locks was on there. And uh, I, I wanted to see how they was going to rap on there because, um, you know, Kanye's still somewhat doing the no cussing thing. Mm-hmm. I think he slipped up a few times, but uh, I wanted to hear how Sheik Looch was going to rap. <laughs> <laughs> and he was still Sheik Looch. He wasn't disrespectful, but he was still Sheik Looch. 
Mm-hmm. He was talking about drinking, uh, drink, uh, turning that holy water brown and <laughs> shit like that. So it was, it was dope, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I actually liked that song. I hope that song actually make it. Mm-hmm. And the uh, other, the other takeaway from that song, that song was like twelve minutes, man. Like all the way through, <laughs> it, was, it was just twelve minutes. It was, Kanye was rapping his ass off. I want to say he was rapping for like maybe seven minutes. Damn. Like, yeah. he, he was rapping his ass off kind of sh- like all the way through. And then you had Jay Le- Electronica with a full verse. And then you had the locks with their full verses. So it was uh it was like a 12, 13 minute song. Yeah. <laughs> I know I know that whole song ain't about to be put on the album, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but um yeah, man. If if Kanye's working like this, I think we might have something to be excited about. I think so. I I didn't get through the whole thing, but it I didn't he didn't miss. I went to at least track twelve. Um, I can't remember how many were on the list, but they it was pretty accurate to the you know, the little um the track list that he posted. It was on point to what he's posted and what people have already been kind of buzzing about. So he he <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to. See. I don't know when he's gonna. I still think him and Drake are going back and forth about this this date. Yeah, but they're in a cold war. Yes. Who's gonna drop first? Who's gonna drop first? Who's gonna blink? <laughs> but I think. Um, dang, I don't know. We don't know the vibe for Drake's, but this since we kind of got a feel, Kanye could. This could drop in the fall and be all right. He he don't he, he don't have to drop right now if if this is if this is gonna stick at least sound wise i think he'll he'll be he'll he's kanye he'll be all right period yeah, exactly but just you know for the for the style of uh music or for the vibe i think he'll be all right for the fall i will say i'm glad he didn't drop it that that day he played the first mix or whatever he was playing the first time he did the uh, stadium show i'm glad he didn't drop it that weekend because clearly he had just recorded that stuff yeah. And some of the verses he just got that same day. So I'm like, no, man, this album is not finished. And people heard the album and they said it wasn't finished. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad he, I don't know if somebody talked him down. I don't know if he just finally said, you know, I got to put some more work into this. But I'm glad he's taking his time, man. I'm like, mm-hmm. take all the time you need, Kanye. We need mm-hmm. a classic, man. It's been yeah. too long since we had a real good Kanye album, man. And we, we take your time, man. I don't know how much it's costing him to live in the fucking Atlanta yeah, stadium, Mercedes-Benz stadium. I'm sure they're going to kick his ass out. Yeah, he's going to have to go because the season about to start. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They might have kicked his ass out by now, man, because yeah. they already started preseason and training and all that shit. So I'm I'm yeah. fairly sure they probably kicked his ass out already. Yeah. Did, did he ever, but, do we know why he's like, what made him select that location specifically? Did he? Uh, has anyone yeah. ever said? Mm-mm. I don't think uh, he hasn't talked at all. Like he's <laughs> no. actually been extreme for Kanye, especially. He's been very silent. He's been doing this. I don't say anything. I just you just see my work and I, I do the show with a mask and you can't even see who I am. Yeah. So, yeah, he's been on his, uh, I guess, repressing the ego a little bit and just wants to let the music speak for itself. So <laughs> now nah, maybe we'll find out later why he did all this. Um, I, I, I'm starting to firmly believe that him and Kim are going to reconcile What? because I, I just have a feeling she's been promoting him. Like they're still together. Yeah. yeah. She's been at every show and maybe some of that is just be her, you know, 
supporting her baby's father. Yeah, I think so. But no, I feel like they're going to reconcile, man. Maybe maybe he in a good place now. Maybe maybe when she filed for divorce, he really wasn't in that good of a place. Maybe he's coming around now. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I can see that she could take that back. I think so, man, because I feel like if you if you really done with somebody, you might show up to the first show and support. But nah, she been front and center every yeah. single time. Nah, dog. It, nah, if you done with somebody, if it's really bad, you is we'll probably hear about more problems. Mm-hmm. It'd be a, it'd be a lot more beef than what it because I forgot about the divorce pretty much. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think I, I think they might be in a good place now. I see it happening, man. I can't even knock it. I mean, shoot, you be. I, I'm all for keeping the family unit together. Yeah. So, yeah, if they can make it work out, and she's still posting stuff from the show on her Instagram too, like she's promoting them. Yeah. So I'm like, you putting in work for this man. If you really done with him, you 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 wouldn't do all this. So that's still his. I think they trying to work it out. That's still the father of her children. Though. It's a it's so. a bunch of it's a bunch of fathers of their ch- yes. children and y'all talking about regular degler people. I a, a lot of celebrity couples like that they still support the father their their children's dad and or spouse. But you, know, I, you know, I I think they do, but um, this is pretty extreme to me. Mm-hmm. Like you, you she's know, dressing because, up for the occasion, like she's doing a full promotion for it. Yeah, yeah, because she can she can still support them. But she actually out here going to the shows and posting it. She go, she ain't missing no show. And I'm sure they're, she, they're wearing I, matching uniforms. And, come on yeah, now. Man. And I, she and, wore all black with a face covered too. Like, come and, on, man. And she's, to, and she's to, and to be it. honest, it's Kim it's Kim K. I'm sure she got other stuff to do. <laughs> they mm-hmm. uh did y'all not see the clip that circled around where she was crying about the marriage and how, you know, she was really wanting it to work and it she was just yeah. really embarrassed. So yeah. I mean Yeah. Want that old thing back sometimes? Be like, hey, because who 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 is she gonna find like Kanye? Let's be real. Like Kanye ain't gonna find another Kim, but maybe he don't need another Kim. Maybe he just needs whatever he needs. But Kim ain't gonna find another Kanye. Let's let's be real. Like who else is she gonna? Unless she get with Drake. But then again, they have beef, so that's yeah. probably not gonna happen. So yeah, I, and, and too Kim, you could tell that they really loved each other too. Because at first you could have said, "Hey, maybe they just in it because you know that celebrity bullshit, that be the celebrity relationships." But um, you could tell they really like each other, and you know, hopefully, hopefully they kind of work it out, man. I don't want to see the, I, I kind of don't want to see them get divorced, man. I wasn't the biggest Kim Ye fan or nothing, but yeah, same here. But um, I hope they work it out because I I can't see them with other people at this point. They've been together too long. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Hopefully they make it. They make it work. Just for hey, the, it's the good. It's keeping good. the family unit together. It's good. She's supporting them too, man. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think that's some good energy. Some women can take that. after that. Yeah, y'all, yeah. y'all women who fucking around your baby daddy don't support his artistic inve- endeavors. Support Remember what that, Kim doing? Support that man, Mitch Tape. Mm-hmm. Post the <laughs> link. It ain't cost yeah. you nothing, ladies. <laughs> Protect your mental yeah. health. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't be a future and, and call your uh, kids mama a hoe. Oh my god, dog! Was that oh, real? That was wild. <laughs> was th- that? That was wild. I, I want to tell your mama to buy you some clothes. I hope you she were... really like doctored that, photoshopped that up. 
That was yeah. wild. I think he responded with something after that, too. He has merch out that says, pray for her. Yeah. I saw the pray for her part. Yeah. But... <laughs> no, no. I, I don't think the future scumbag shit is actually cute. Like, I feel not... like no. when there's kids, it, like, I, I would understand if there wasn't kids involved and it's just two grown folks having beef online, like, who cares? But when there's kids involved, like, I don't like that, man. Yes. I think it's corny. You you gotta um see you gotta uh, uh, this might be a weird example, but you gotta treat your uh, your kid's mother like how you would treat somebody who's making your food for you. You you gotta treat them res- with some respect, man, because they, they uh, the the people at the restaurant is cooking your food. They mm-hmm. can do anything to that food and fuck you up. You 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 gotta treat your kid's mother um you know with one hundred percent respect, man, because they taking care of your kids. Exactly. So yeah, it's no way. Like I don't care what happened. Y'all cannot like each other. Uh, you could disagree with each other, but you can't disrespect your kids' mother, man. She, she, especially since she's taking care of your kids. So you, you need to do everything in your right mind and make sure she's good. <laughs> I agree, man. You got it. And I don't know what. Maybe look, look. The chances are high that she actually is a hoe. <laughs> because she yeah. she fucked with Future and had a kid with him, so and we know his type outside of Sierra. Like his type has been strippers and hoes and IG models. So let's be honest, she probably is a hoe. You just can't tell her son yeah. that <laughs> she's a hoe. You can't be texting can't that, that to her son. Now, that's goofy, man. I don't that's like wild. that shit. Yeah. That I don't like, like that. To me. It probably is, but you know, future. Speaking of future, I don't like to talk about other people's wild takes on this podcast, really. But it is. It's, I just remembered it. Did you see Charlemagne talking about Eminem and how Future or Takashi Six Nine could beat Eminem in the verses? No, I ain't see that, man. <laughs> I, I seen. I seen the headline. I kept scrolling, man. Yeah, I've seen. Pe- I've seen people defend it though, and that that annoyed me. Like, okay, I'm I'm one of the top Eminem shitters on. I don't know how you say <laughs> yeah. haters. I guess. Like, I, I hate on Eminem every chance I get. Even I'm not gonna go that. Like, people need to calm the fuck down. I think there's some embarrassment over how many black people liked Eminem back then. And seeing what he is now, plus the fact that it's cool to be pro-black. Mm-hmm. Like, now everybody's going extra hard on the Eminem hate. We saw it with Snoop Dogg talking down his music. And now we see it with, uh, like, people got to calm down, man. Yeah. To act like he was never dope, to act like niggas never fuck with his music. Act, he's the number one selling rapper of all time. Yeah, You know, you can't knock that. That's yeah. not from lack of skill. He has yeah. some corny ass records out that ain't aged well at all. Fair enough, but yeah. come on, when, man. When Future you, and Takashi. When come you on. when you looking at a versus now, like a uh, the right setting for versus, you got to look at the performances now. We seen how yes. how it went with the locks. Um, I haven't been to an Eminem show, so I don't know. But me guessing, since he's probably one of the top artists, he probably put on a good show, man. Eminem's a fucking rapper, man. He was yeah. a battle rapper. Yeah. Come on now, he, you he know. Could, and he he could probably perform, man. He could probably go on stage and perform. So, um, him just imagine putting him in a setting as Dipset in the locks. I'm sure he will probably put on a good show, um, you know, versus whoever. And I mean, like, you could put him against somebody like a Jay-Z. I'm not saying he going to beat Jay-Z at all, but nah. I'm sure it ain't going to be a shitty show. I'm I'm no. sure I'm sure he's gonna play all this good shit. 
So uh, I just I just don't get that. Like, uh, yeah, Charlemagne. I love Charlemagne, but he got to relax, man. Yeah, no, that was I don't that was that was that awful, take. man. That they was going, clickbait. They gone too far. It really like he said on his podcast. He has a podcast with Andrew Schultz. Yeah, and I guess he tries to go extra hard with the fucking goofy ass hot takes, but that's a little too much for me, man. So. Yeah. I just thought that was funny how people were actually defending it and saying, "Hey, Future would kill him in the verses." Come on, man! No. Can, can, Come on, and I like I, I listen to Future a can, whole lot more than I listen can, to Eminem. Can, can he perform? Is he a good performer no, on stage? He's terrible. That's the thing. Like can, I don't even know yeah. why this is a conversation. Yeah. Do, yes. he, do he rap his lyrics over the lyrics? Or? Do he even know the words to his own songs? I bet not. He does, but he's just not Mo- a good performer. Think of the me. Yeah. Well, the Migos have gotten a lot better. They they are getting a little better. They were awful at first. Yeah, and they're still not great, but they're getting a little better. Yeah, you can tell they're trying. It's a big yeah. improvement from early on. Yeah, no, I think I don't think Future is a good performer. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's unfortunate because yeah, so a lot of hits. Well, at least what I would consider hits. But yeah, he's a. You tell you know he's one of these too cool to care about performing type rappers. You know, he's a swag rapper. And we saw how that works in the verses. Mm-hmm. The Dipset got buried. The Dipset movement ended. Yeah. So yeah, that shit does Rest not in peace, work Dipset. in the verses. Rest in peace, Dipset. We're still mourning them. The I Locks doing a damn victory that. lap. I can't yeah. believe that. Did you but, watch it, Jasmine? No, I didn't. I, I, I don't know how to take that. I, I don't understand it. I have to watch it eventually, but I just don't. I can't wrap my head around how Dipset lost. Like I just, I there, I could, I, there was no question yeah. about it in my in my opinion at the time. Like everybody thought t- that. Everybody t- thought yeah, that. I could tell you exactly how they lost. No, I know what I know what everyone's saying, but <laughs> yeah. I'm just I I have to watch it because yeah. I just can't I can't yeah. comprehend it. That's the yeah. thing. When you when you go on stage and don't know the lyrics to your own songs, uh-huh. when you rapping over a, a a song that probably ain't even mixed because they never mixed their shit back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you rapping over that shit, you coming out late, um, you too cool for Getting school. all emotional. Yeah. Like, doing all goofy yeah. shit. You, you, it clearly, was bad. Clearly, you didn't rehearse. Yeah. You, you drunk. I, I don't think I don't <laughs> think anybody going to uh, win that battle. Yeah. So, yeah, you see the loss. How, how, did, you, how did you feel? Did you um, see what Fat Joe said about Cameron? Saying he was about to um, turn around, he, he wasn't even going. Uh, he was about to leave before they got on stage. I did hear that, um, and I was wondering if that was a rumor. Fat Joe said that. I I want to say Fat Joe said that. Yeah, I did hear that. I thought it was just a rumor, but that's interesting. And hmm, yeah. I want. Hmm, I wonder if he just knew that yeah. they weren't in a good shape to perform. I don't know. That's interesting. I didn't know that, but that makes sense. That. It was weird how long it took him to come out yeah. when everybody else is on stage. Yeah, he's probably trying to get and, them together. And said, yeah, and they said it's pretty, uh, it's pretty much a money grab. Yeah, you, you could, could tell, tell after his first song he didn't give a fuck, man. That yeah. that suck it or not performance, you could yeah. tell he yeah. did not give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> at that point, so mm-hmm. that that kind of that kind of hurt me a little bit when when I heard that. I at this point I don't want to hear no Dipset reunion. Yeah. I want to hear no m- new music because I've been banging on the table for for years. Like, man, they need to get back together and drop an album. Now, I don't want to hear all that, yeah, man. Yeah, same here. Like, I think, same here. I think they just need to go on their separate ways. Cam mm-hmm. need to keep making them sex pills or whatever he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joel's go back wherever he was at with Kim Bella and Jim mm-hmm. keep doing what Jim do. 
Dipset is over. <laughs> it, it really is, man. I didn't think I'd see it go out like that on a public forum, but it did. Uh, has there been a new versus announced? I haven't seen anything yet. Nah, I haven't, I seen, haven't seen anything. Mm, people will be interesting. Yeah, people been um, that fake versus was um, going around the cheeky versus Dirk. Oh, oh, come I ain't on, really. Man. Ca- yeah, I ain't somebody really ca- going number one. Somebody going killed. <laughs> at the verses, they have to shut it down early. Yeah, no. Somebody gonna get shot. Second off, no, I don't want to see that. Come on, people. Yeah, I, yeah, it, it was fake, but um, I heard Swiss was kind of entertaining it, maybe po- thinking of possibly trying to make Mm-mm. that happen. That's not but smart. I don't, I don't think that. Yeah, I, I <laughs> I'm sorry, that made me mad. Like, why would you even want it? Why would you do that? <laughs> like, like I, I think you got when you look at verses, you got to see who who's a good performer at this point. Like I, 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 I would bet a lot of money that Chief Keith probably not the best performer. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I, I don't know about Lil Durk, but uh, yeah, I can't even name a bunch of Lil Durk songs nah. to even do a verse. I think that's too new of an artist to me. It is, and and the verses are really for older audiences anyway. Yeah, yeah. like these kids ain't really getting on Triller to yeah. watch the verses like it's always been older artists so yeah that would not yeah nick old niggas don't want to see chief keep and, and, and that's Lil just Dark a madness yeah yeah that's a madness i agree hopefully they figure out some because i am interested to see where verses goes from here because i mean they trending now they they trending upward so yeah we will see um other topics that happened uh apparently tory lanes is People are trying to revoke his bail for, I guess, he... Megan Thee Stallion had a restraining order against Tory Lanez. And, of course, Tory Lanez came out after Megan Thee Stallion set with the baby as a special guest, <laughs> I guess, to, to rub salt in the wound. Not literally, figuratively. But, uh, so, yeah, I guess they're saying that he... Um, somehow went against that restraining order, and they're trying to get his bail revoked. Um, anybody have thoughts on that? (laughs) (laughs) Jasmine, I know, I know you are a a Tory truther. I know you are. I know you are. I know you are, Jasmine. It's okay. This podcast is a safe space. You'll be okay here. Your friends don't listen. (laughs) You can say you can get off all your toxic tapes. You're only talking to the hotties over here. Yes. Share your thoughts. I'm just confused as to why this has been over a year and we haven't heard anything about this case proceeding in court we haven't heard anything like we we don't we don't know anything at all we are still at square one as far as the information and the facts go and that is just really odd and strange to me hmm it's funny how you put that it's just so, it's just strange it's just really odd like <laughs> there there are there I'm are legal sorry. reasons why the case hasn't proceeded i think it part of it was due to covid and there was a rumor that she took away that she withdrew the charges, but that wasn't true. They're still there. Mm-hmm. There were some legal reasons why. I'm sure you could look it up if you really want to know. Yeah. But I just want you, Jasmine, you got to come out and say it. Do you think Tori shot Megan? 
I don't know. I don't Come on. know. I'm serious. I don't. Gun, I'm gun confused. to your head. You just, I don't just think let us if know. he if he shot her, I don't think it was intentional, and I, and I don't think that's the th- I don't think it was intentional. If he shot her, I don't think he aimed. He I don't I don't think that he aimed the gun at her in in like trying to harm her. I don't think it was intentional. I think it was an accident. Okay. You think it was like a mafia thing, like dance, bitch, <laughs> shooting the ground, and then it, nah. it was a ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think it was. I think, I think everybody was drunk or under some type of influence. That's fair. I think we've seen both parties drunk in public before, and 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 a lot. We don't we don't know how people act when they drunk, like. We don't know every types of liquor, different types of liquors make you act differently. If you got, if you own something else, while you drinking a certain type of liquor, you go, you gonna act differently. Like I think there was drugs and and alcohol involved, and I I can't. It's it's too confusing. I don't know, I don't know the story anymore. Like I thought she got shot in the car. I can't remember. Like, I, I really don't know anymore, but I don't think it was, I don't ever think it was a, a purposeful thing. I don't think he intended to hurt her. Like, and I think it it went on that way because we were, all I know is I'm, we under the influence and you hurt, you shot me. All I know is you shot me. So, and I, and of course nobody deserves to be shot. Like, yeah, but I just don't think that he intended to harm her. Like I just I don't know. Yeah. I don't I, I do think he had the gun. Like I think it was him. I don't think that anybody else was the shooter. Like, you know, cause that's very clear. Like, you know, whenever things first came out, I believe I can't remember. Like, I think she was yeah. like, you know, he shot I mean, he was holding the gun or something like that, but they were never it, the details, there was yeah. always like lack of the 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 very important details that would that would make or break people's opinion, and I just think it was a I think it was a drunk night and it was an accident and niggas couldn't really remember what happened. Yeah. But I'm injured and now the cops and everybody knows what's going on outside of Kylie Jenner's house. We got to mm-hmm. figure something out. And he was a scapegoat. Hmm. So you don't believe women, do you? Oh, <laughs> this can't is why I can't send you. All I know, Jasmine, yes, if, if, you told, if you told women. me somebody shot you, I would believe you. But, you know, I understand you don't believe all women. I know you <laughs> You on the side of these trifling I niggas. So I, I understand. Hotties, I love you, and Megan, I support nah, you. Nah, I, we I just, will stick the I hotties on you. I don't like, this is uncomfortable at this point because it's yeah, been too I, long. I don't remember yeah. all details. And why hasn't anything, like... I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Everybody seems like besides them going back and I don't know. It yeah. seems like besides them going back and forth, the world just kind of went on because she's she. You know, we 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 got past it, yeah. but they still beefing. So so now like it's bringing it back on the you know bring the story back alive again because people had kind of moved past that and because she had moved on, she put out an album like you know we were doing good thing like you know. We were progressing. We we in a relationship. Like we wasn't on that no more. But yeah. they still feuding. So now it's a thing again. And now we want to like now. Why don't we know anything since we bringing it back up again? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't know if they're really feuding still. I mean, Megan has been kind of quiet. Yeah. She's not really responding. She didn't respond to the whole thing with the baby bringing him out. 
You know, she was beefing with the baby on Twitter for a while, but she ain't said anything she, about any of that. She actually, even from the beginning, she never really went out and said anything. She ended yep. up, she ended up saying he shot me uh, after a while. Remember? Because mm-hmm. it, because yeah, because um, she didn't say that at first. Yeah, she, she and then was, she did. Yeah, I I think I want to say maybe Tori's people might have said something. Uh, Tori's fans, I the think, Jasmines of the world, were pressing them. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it seemed like she never really say anything unless uh, rumors and stuff get out of control, and then she'd jump on Twitter and say, "Look, this ain't happened," and blah blah blah, and then she'd get off. She kind of been, it seemed like she been trying to move on from it. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, and so, yeah, we have Jasmine's official stance. She does not stand with the hotties. She thinks that Megan is lying her ass off. And also, I remember you said that Aaliyah's overrated, too. Remember that, Figgy? Jasmine said Aaliyah's overrated. Jasmine said Beyonce can't sing. And Jasmine said Megan Thee Stallion is lying about being shot. So, so I'm just I'll glad everyone knows Hotties. It doesn't even sound believable, guys. Hey, Come you, on. You, you definitely said Nicki Minaj ain't shit. I remember you actually said that. So oh the barbs, we need the barbs <laughs> come in as well. The beehives, the hotties. You getting canceled, Jasmine. Y'all want me to can? Y'all want me to be canceled? <laughs> nah, I'm just playing around. I'm playing around. Uh, but speaking of the baby, yes. Um, there was a, a little bit Ain't of new canceled. news from him. Apparently, he is still being a little bit defiant in the face of what people may call a cancellation. Of course, he's been pulled from multiple festival shows, et cetera, et cetera, because of his comments about LGBTQ people, specific gay people and people with AIDS and HIV. Um, we played his comments on the podcast before. I'm sure you already heard him, but apparently he deleted his po- apology to the LGBTQ plus yeah. community as well as the HIV and AIDS community, which was obviously not even written by him. Yeah. So it was a PR statement, but it's now gone from his Instagram, which is also a story now too. <laughs> so do y'all think that the baby actually took this down himself or, and do y'all think he's actually being def- like, what do you think is, is, is going on with the baby right now? I think he took it down himself, man. I think, um, because honestly, this apology didn't really help i mean it really didn't do anything because it that he didn't get put back on shows or anything he was still pretty much getting took off of shows yeah so he probably like man why the fuck is this on here then like fuck it just delete it and um people made it a story and look we we've been crushing the baby for the past couple weeks <laughs> about this mm-hmm. and i think people i think it's time for people to move on man like it's uh, like, look, he lost. He lost a lot of shows. He lost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Just, just move on, man. He, you know, let him figure shit out, and, and just go on about your day, man. Ain't no point in uh, making it a big thing about him deleting the apology. Like, first of all, y'all ain't accept it in the first place. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's... why you get mad when he leave? Maybe he want to rewrite it or something. I don't know. Maybe he planned on doing a video apology. I don't know. Yeah. But um, I think people being a little petty now, man. I, I felt like people, uh, these sp- specifically these unknown or unheard of uh, festivals, being a little petty by saying, "Hey, we're not," you know, the the baby is not performing with us and all this other shit. 
So now I think people just need to relax, man. He let him be. He he took a big hit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he he been kind of quiet, if I'm not uh, mistaken. So just you know, he took it down. Whatever, I, you know. Move on. Hopefully he you know he come out and do something else. I guess I don't know. But uh, people making this part too much of a a, a deal, man. Y'all didn't accept apology in the first place. Like, how, mm-hmm. is he supposed to keep it up the whole time? Like, how? Like, what's the rules for all this shit? So, um, yeah, I think people just need to move on. I don't. I don't really understand. Like, I I don't really understand why people can't accept people for who they are. Like, he he apologized. We didn't think that they meant he meant it. And. And why did why does why do we have to be upset at that? Like why why can't we just accept the fact that okay, well maybe he didn't really mean this apology and just move on. Why do we have to keep this making this conversation? It were it was words. He didn't harm anybody physically. Um, he didn't <laughs> he didn't create a, a madness at the festival other than by what he said. Like people say shit all the time, and I understand it was disrespectful. Y'all, what he tried to. Apolog- he didn't apologize. Y'all didn't like it. We could have just accepted he was a shitty person. But 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 no. We had to push him and push him. And he had to give us an apology that he didn't mean. And now we didn't want to accept the apology. Like, and now he's just still a shitty person. Like, just let him be that. Like, why do we why do we have to make people conform to the masses? Like, if he's if you don't want him to be a if you don't like what he said, then just don't support him. Why? Why is it still a conversation? <laughs> like, I, I, I don't get it. I think he, I'm over this. Yeah, <laughs> I I kind of agree with you, but I think he kind of fucked this up himself. Yeah, because he said what he said on the stage. He could have easily said the next day, "Hey, I'm so sorry. I really didn't mean that." He could have lied, said I was drunk. He he could have said he could have went on apologize, but I think that what messed him up was him doubling down. The video that's, afterwards made it worse. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Why can't we just accept he's a shitty person? Like, why do we keep pressing him for an apology when it's clear when he didn't, when the, the next day when he did that, he was just a shitty person? Because yeah. any other person probably would have thought to apologize. I, I don't know. Like, I, uh, a normal, I don't know, a, a normal response out of me or somebody around me, I would think, would be to apologize when you realize that you've offended so many people. So the fact that he came out the next day, saw how he offended all these people, and still said what he said, he's just a shitty person, guys. Like, it yeah. is what it is. Like To be honest, I feel like nobody really looked for him to apologize. I think he, yeah. I think he had to do something because the bleeding was going on. Like the, yeah. the people was kicking them out of shows and kicking them out of festivals and all that shit. So I think first of all, I think the apology was kind of forced. <laughs> he had this, they, they, his team had to stop the bleeding. So uh, if it wasn't for that, I don't think he would have apologized mm-hmm. um, because that video was somewhat of his like real apology. That was more real than the um, official the statement. statement. Yeah. yeah, because he was saying I wasn't trying to offend these gay people. I was just talking about the other gay people, which really wasn't, you know, didn't help at all. But he, um, yeah, like I said, I, I, I think, I think he just kind of shot himself in the foot, pretty much, man. Mm. He should have, um, he, he should have just shut the fuck up, man. 
and uh, it's something he didn't even have to say. <laughs> that's that's the part about it, man. If you we I can ask both of y'all um, if you know if I gave y'all a million dollars and I told y'all just don't don't say nothing stupid. Like, is it worth going up there saying, hey, man, saying what he said to, to lose that million? Like, you think like you think you would do that even no matter how you feel about the situation? You could have the exact same feelings as he do. But are you going to go on stage and say that shit? Or are you just going to say, ladies, how y'all doing tonight? And get your money. It's just, you know, what he said, it's just it was no payoff for it, for real. And it hurt him. And the truth is, I don't, I don't think I've even heard this mentioned, but I think the main issue was the venue at which he said it because he said it at Rolling Loud. Yeah. He said it that in a live streamed event that yeah. was streamed for free on the internet that mil- millions of people watched. If he said this shit in a club in Atlanta, nobody would have gave a shit. Nobody yeah. would have even thought to post it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he said it, on a live streamed huge festival that a lot of people watched yeah. is what got it caught up. Cause once that clip started circulating, that was it. Mm-hmm. But if he said this shit anywhere else, almost, I doubt it would have been a big deal like that. But the fact that he said it at the biggest venue, he could say it basically yeah. is yeah. what really fucked him he, up. He, he really should have apologized right after that. Uh, the next yeah. day when the video started going around, he should have, he should have just, he, I, and honestly, he could have just posted something on his Instagram saying, you know, just in the in the own story, say, "Hey, I apologize. I really didn't mean that," and and kept it moving. Yeah. But the doubling down, man, really hurt everything, man. So now it's it's kind of like, damn, like it, you know, you you kind of did that to yourself, bro. <laughs> yeah, and I think to be, uh, I think the timing of the taking down the apology was what caught people's eye too, because right before that, Kanye West removed that remix that he had with the baby. Oh, he yeah. removed that from streaming services. And I think right after that, the apology was taken down. So mm. I don't know if those are related or <laughs> like, man, or, this shit correlate to each working. other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, it's been three weeks now we talk about this shit. So now I'm putting a <laughs> moratorium yeah. on the baby being canceled. Unless something huge and new happens, yeah. I, I'm kind of tired of talking about this, man. Yeah. I think we put covered the, it enough. Put that on the list. Yeah. Yes, we have two things on the list that we're not going to talk about. Cardi and Offset relationship <laughs> because they break up and get back together and break up and get back together. I don't yeah. give a shit no more. Mm-hmm. And now the baby being canceled for his comments. I think we've covered all the bases now. So, yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're keeping we're, we're add to that list, man. Things we are not going to talk about no more unless something huge happens. Um. Oh yeah, I forgot to ask you at the beginning, Figgy. Uh, you were at the Texans training camp mm-hmm. this past week. Oh, you yeah. saw the man himself, yeah. public enemy number one, Deshaun Watson in person. Yeah, you got you caught his vibe. You know, you you, you caught the energies coming off him, as Jasmine might say or yeah. think. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, number one, how is training camp, man? How was your experience there? What was it like seeing Deshaun Watson in the state he is in now with everything going on? Man, it was strange, man. It was probably one of the strangest things I ever saw in camp because you got a franchise quarterback on the team. And he's not even taking reps, man. He's sitting, he's pretty much sitting alone, standing alone, 
while the team is practicing. And it's so weird, man, because it's like, damn, this was this is this was the face of the franchise. And now you you he, they pretty much listed him as fourth fourth string on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow, like that's it, it, it's so crazy, man, because um he's still able to play. He could play if he wants to. It, there's no suspension yet. I know stuff, you know, happening now, but nothing happened yet. And they got him for a string, man. It's 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 it's, it's kind of insane. I don't know if he, it, you know, if they did put him out there, um, to run with the first team. I don't know if he would do it, or or what. I don't know if it's his choice or the team's choice. But it's just seeing kind of wild, man. Because you you seen Aaron Rodgers go through the things with his team. Just imagine him being that practice, and still wanting out. And mm-hmm. um, the the second string quarterback is getting all the reps, and Aaron Rodgers sit, just sitting in the back watching. That's wild. Like that's that's kind of crazy, man. Like like at this point, it's like Deshaun only there because he, you know, he he can't he can't afford to get fined. That's fifty thousand dollars. So it, it's really strange, man. And uh, I've never seen anything like this. From even from both sides, man, I'm I'm kind of wondering, like, damn, do Deshaun need to just suck it up and play, and just you know play this season out, or or should he just keep doing what he's doing? Because all of this is is strange, and I know he want to play. Mm-hmm. I don't think he just want to just not not play football. But this this whole situation was weird at camp, and um, that's the story, man. <laughs> It really is, man. And I'll be honest, like I'm, I always say I, I never met Deshaun, so I can't say for sure what kind of person he is. But I never would have thought he, he'd go out like this, man. Yeah. Like I never in a million years would have thought that he would just be four string and, and OK with it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he's OK with it, because clearly he's getting frustrated talking about the media, asking why they filming him. Yeah. But I mean, just a, about a year ago, he was talking about his dreams to lead this franchise to a Super Bowl since they've never been there. Yeah. And he wants to be legendary. He wants to be all this and that. So it's it's only been a year since yeah. that happened, man. And yeah. now a year. like a, I want to say it was like a year ago around this time we had Quincy Avery on. Yeah. And we were just saying how, you know, we seen Patrick Mahomes get paid. It was cool. But this one hit different because we felt like Deshaun was one of us. Yes. He was somebody that came from the hood, and uh, he got this big contract. And this is like, damn, that felt good for me personally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had that same feeling with Patrick Mahomes. And we we, we were just talking to uh, his his quarterback coach about that. And a year later, man, we here. We got Davis Mills <laughs> fucking throwing picks every single day yeah. and Terod Taylor. So, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, first preseason game coming up the day you, this podcast releases, actually. Yeah. Tonight. So, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see what that's like. It'll be very strange. Not, I don't even know. They already said Deshaun not going to be there. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. if you got something else to watch on TV, go ahead and watch it. Yeah. I don't think you want to watch fucking Terod and Davis throw picks all day. So <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. Might want to do something better with your viewing, uh, Saturday night viewing, but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> but but good good to see you out there, man. I'm, I'm glad you got the, a chance to go out to Texas training camp this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they be they be treating us uh producers like side bitches sometimes. <laughs> the ones they gotta keep in the back. 
Yeah. You know, don't keep it from public view. Yeah. You know, so I'm glad they let you out there. They they uh welcomed you. Yeah. And, uh, dog, look, I'll speak up for Figgy. I saw you getting clown for your pants, man. <laughs> let, 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 let me let yeah. people know. Figgy is very fashion forward, people. He is yeah. a young man. He's not like y'all old ass people yeah. wearing triple X. Yeah, I know. Wearing no tall T. <laughs> I'm not wearing no tall T and yeah. no baggy ass jabos and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Figgy is a fashion forward person. You'll know if you see his Instagram. Yeah. You'll see all the stuff he be putting on. Man, he he is on the. Uh, he 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 is he got his finger to the pulse of the fashion world, man. You see how he he do his hair and how he's rocking. He he's different, y'all. He ain't he ain't gonna be like y'all baggy pants wearing motherfuckers from two thousand three. Okay, yeah. y'all need to get on and, his level. Don't and, talk about him getting and, on yours. And, and stop stop at worrying about a grown man's pants, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing that bothered me. It'd be people that be so I don't, I don't want to call them homophobic. But it'd be people that be like, why you got those tight pants, man? Like, why is you worried about a grown some, some a grown man's pants, man? Yeah. Yes. Like, I keep my eyes on my own paper. <laughs> and you yes. sitting there worried about what I'm wearing? <laughs> yeah, no. And these, the funny thing is, everybody in the 80s was wearing tight pants, too, man. Yeah. So it's like, if you old, you was definitely at one point, if you were skinny ever, he yeah. was wearing some damn tight pants, man. So mm-hmm. everybody acting like this and, new, this stuff is new school and suspect. No, yeah. this shit been going around. Yeah, and plus, um, Landry took a bad angle, man. He, he, <laughs> he did that. He did that shit on purpose, man. <laughs> that, was a, that, was, I, that was a funny picture, though, yeah. man. Like you looked so shocked at whatever he was saying. You were like, "Oh, I was." I actually was shocked because so I was talking to Pharaoh Brown, the tight end for the Texans. And a uh, little backstory, he's actually from <laughs> Cleveland. So I stopped him. I'm like, hey, you from Cleveland? I'm from Cleveland, too. And we were, you know, we was talking. He went to a, um, the school called Brush. It was kind of, uh, it was a school in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. So I, I used to go there and pick up hoes and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was telling him, like, yeah, I went to, you know, John F. Kennedy. He like, oh, yeah, a word. And he was like, I, um, when I played in Cleveland, I did a um, back-to-school drive. And um, f- for that school, so pr- I, I'm guessing in that moment I was like, "Oh, word!" It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm sitting out there hot as fuck, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like this. I'm like, "Oh, word!" <laughs> <laughs> so he he gonna get that picture, man. Like, oh, you could have got a better picture than that, man. Like, he, tried to that, play. He, he did one of the zoom ins and just snap it. And I'm, I'm like, dog, that that's I wouldn't do that to him. <laughs> like, that was a funny picture though man yeah, yeah. at least he yeah but I, I understand what you're saying yeah, yeah. i would probably be salty if like i didn't like the angle so yeah he trying to yeah. leave, he trying to leave me out there to dry man nah that was cool though like i said good to see you out there man hopefully they let you out again and uh let some producers see some sunshine man it gets dark in that cold studio man <laughs> we gotta yeah. get out sometimes man don't treat yeah. us like we fucking prisoners <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else is going on? Malice in the Palace. Yo, yeah, yeah we gotta talk about that. Yeah. We gotta talk about that that documentary. Um, so Malice in the Palace. It was a documentary on Netflix. Is a part one of a documentary series called Untold, which is going to cover a bunch of sports controversial sports events. Um, I'll admit all the other stuff I read about that's going to be on the show I never even heard of before. 
But seeing as how well this was produced, I'll probably be checking for all of them because maybe yeah. I'll learn something I didn't know before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But number one, the first episode was the episode everybody's been waiting for for damn near 20 years now. Yeah. <laughs> A full breakdown and documentary of the Mouse in the Palace brawl in 2004 between the Detroit Pistons and Indiana Pacers. Mm-hmm. Of course, Jermaine O'Neal, Steven Jackson, Ron Artest, the main culprits yeah. mm-hmm. in the fight. You know, a legendary My event. Niggas. <laughs> it really, it was crazy, man. Well, if you haven't seen the, you got to see, if you haven't seen the raw footage, you got to see the documentary because they do a great job remember, breaking it down. I remember mm-hmm. seeing that live, man. I didn't see it live. I, I remember didn't. my daddy watching it I was, I was a kid, man. I was on my way. I, uh, yeah, I was, it was late at night too. So I was just watching it and it got chippy, man. And the fight broke. I was just like, oh shit, oh shit. And the little scrum was a lot, man, to be honest. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so then it, it spilled off in the crowd. We like, oh, shit. Like, me and my dad was standing up looking at the TV. We ain't had no big-ass <laughs> yeah. no big flat screen yeah. at that time. It was a box TV, a 32-inch box TV. And we both standing right in front of it like, oh, my God. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> It was a crazy event. I didn't see it live. I just saw the backlash. And yeah, yeah it was a lot of backlash. It changed the NBA forever. Forever. You know, certain rules changed that have not been, you know, dress code came after that. Yeah. Uh, you can't buy drinks after a certain point in the game in the NBA stadium now mm-hmm. after that. Like, there's a whole lot more security now. They pointed out the fact that there was only three police officers in, in the, the stadium. Game. That was crazy. That was that point. wild. So, and they were nowhere to be found. That was crazy. It was insane because what happened? What if there's like a terrorist attack or some crazy shit happened yeah. at a fucking? Which there was kinda, nobody there to stop it. Which man. is kind of shocking because that was 2004. And yes. 9/11 happened right in, after 9/11. Yeah, so that yeah. was kind of shocking, man. Yeah, it really was. So I want to get y'all's takes. Let's start with Jasmine. I want to know what you thought about the Mouse in the Palace <laughs> documentary on Netflix. How'd you like it? It was so good. I think they did a great job um, with it and how they broke everything down. Uh, I remember, I don't remember watching the game. I remember my daddy watching the game. And I remember, I don't remember when the fight happened live, but I remember when he was like watching coverage of of it over and over. Yeah, and I was like, at the time, and it's crazy. I just love the documentary because they, the way the media painted them was exactly what I thought happened as a child. Like not knowing what was going on. Like, well, why would, you know, why were they fighting the fans? Like that's, it's it's just crazy. My mind was just blown, like you know, in real time thinking those things and not having a clue what really happened. And but I thought they did a really good job with it. Um, I when I was initially watching it at first, I was upset because they were going so fast through the footage. But then they, mm-hmm. you know, then they circle it back and like kind of break it down for you. But I, I I don't know. I don't know if y'all are aware of why it took so long for something like this to come out. Because I think. Um, for the longest time, like just the stereotype of over over Ron Artest was terrible, and and to know that he had mental, like people knew he was off, but like to know that he actually had mental issues, like I, my heart was hurting for him. I could li- you could literally see him counting when he was yeah. laying down, and I'm just like you know, dang, like I, I was so anxious for him, like during that that whole altercation because he he knew it was something he didn't want to get into, but like it was just. Just a crazy way of just got like 
gaslighting and just how uh, all of that still is occurring to this day. Like, people don't understand. I think that was a good breakdown of um, of an explanation of, of how you you can do something to, to somebody or people of color. The, the, the argument that we have and we've had for so long, I think that was a good way to, um, a different approach to break that down. So you could, you could see it in, in a different view, especially if you're a sports fan. That, that'll help you understand, you know, how we feel in, in, other, in other ways, in the office and, and you know, in regular, regular life. So it was good. No, I, I agree. And I think the reason why it took so long to come out was because um, the NBA for a long time was super, like they scrubbed this like it was fucking confidential footage, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, you cannot upload it. Makes if sense. you found it, they, the only footage we saw was like some grainy ass TV footage. Like yeah. it was hard to actually see because they scrubbed it clean. They had the video. And of course, the only way the uh, video was going to make it on this documentary is if the NBA signed off on it. And I think now they're okay, especially uh, Adam Silver is okay with portraying it in the mm. light of let's talk about mental health and let's talk about, you know, racism yeah. and, and, and let's yeah. not make it about thugs and, you know, fighting the fans and shit. Yeah. So I and, think that's why it got released. And plus, is, it, it was uh, way in the past now. It's almost 20 yeah. years ago. So the NBA is totally different now than what it was back then. Exactly. So, so now it's kind of a thing in the past. Yeah. Yeah. So figure, what were your thoughts on the documentary, man? Um, I thought it was really interesting. Um, like I said earlier, I, I actually saw it live to the point I end up recording it on my VHS mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, once they start um getting into it and then it spilled over the sports center and I recorded all of that shit. I probably still got it at the house. That's but crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's how yeah. But um it, to me, it was interesting how um, I didn't even think about it like this from a basketball point, how much it affected Jermaine O'Neal's c- career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Jermaine O'Neal, he was a really good player. As you see, he came straight out of high school. Mm-hmm. He was really good. And from that point on, it kind of fucked up his um, his his legacy, kind of. Yeah. Because it, it was like stuck to him. And um, like Ron Artest said, he he said they, you know, he went on and win the championship with the Lakers. Steven Jackson went on and win the championship with San Antonio. And Jermaine O'Neal, he it was kind of a, a bit of a drop off for him uh, mm-hmm. since that time. And um, I kind of felt bad for him. You could tell he still don't really fuck with <laughs> Ron like that. <laughs> but um, that part was kind of interesting too. Uh, another funny part about that was uh, when all that shit happened and they finally got in the locker room and I guess Ron Ortez said, hey, you think we're going to get in trouble, trouble for this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At that, that moment, should you know, everybody should have knew, hey, man, something is wrong with him, man. Like, mm-hmm. seriously. I think they knew already. But I think at that moment, it's like, man, this dude, it's he... off. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, something is wrong. And, um... Yeah, just looking at that footage, man. Um, even at the, the like towards the end of the game, how fans were just going all the way down to the bottom. Like, you know how hard it is to do that shit now. If yes. you if you if you had a Rockets game, you in the nosebleeds. They won't even let you go down to the lower to level. To the lower, yes. The fact that he yeah. was on the court about to post up with him, like yeah, they they was even talking about how you know some of the season ticket holders left because the game was over. It was getting blew mm-hmm. out, 
and some of the people that were still there just moving on down to the lower level. Like, I, that's impossible to do right now. <laughs> like, you would down there go to jail if you do some shit like that. But um, it was just strange. Like like we mentioned earlier, uh, it was only three security guards or cops in the whole building. Like, that's that's crazy. And they clearly weren't. Any, they clearly weren't watching the game or watching the perimeters because yeah. they, it took them forever to get inside the gym. Yeah, I don't know. They, I don't, I don't know if they were ever clear about where exactly they were or what they were doing, but they, they weren't inside. <laughs> like, yeah, and and then, um, and then, um, what else happened? But yeah, just watching that in real time, watching that as a grown man in twenty twenty one. It just really hit different, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realize how crazy that was. I thought it was crazy as a kid, but uh, a couple days later, I just went on about my day. They, yeah. they announced the suspensions, and it was just like, damn, that's the most in history. And we just kept it moving. But looking at all of that, man, them calling them thugs and all this other shit, it's just like, damn, that's crazy because we literally, this yeah, this year, last year, we just had a whole bunch of people Running up in the Capitol building. Yeah. And I ain't hear the word thug, thug at all. used not one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, it, it's interesting. We And this we already knew this, but we know the words they use when it comes to black people, you know, doing something like this compared to white people. It, it is what it is. We know what it is. But, um... Yeah, it was it was strange. It was a little strange too seeing Reggie Miller. <laughs> I, I forgot yes. Reggie Miller was even part of that. He he was hurt. He wasn't in the game or nothing. But I forgot he was even part of that uh, team. That was his last season too. Yeah. But well, um, it was second to last. I think he retired. Was it after second that. to last? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was last season, and that was like early in the season too. Mm-hmm. That was the other crazy part. I'm like, damn, this is this is like the seventh game of the year, <laughs> and, and that shit broke up. But um. Yeah, um, I, I thought it was really interesting, man. It was good to see something like that. And, um, yeah, Ron Artest is <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I, I hope he's doing well for himself. It looks like he's good now, but yeah, but um, just imagine going against that nigga, man, <laughs> in a game, in a game. James Harden found out, yeah, that fucking that elbow. iconic elbow, that <laughs> UFC elbow he had to eat. <laughs> <laughs> had a concussion for that shit, man. Yeah, that shit was crazy, man. But yeah, um, I thought it was good to watch, man. I think, you know, uh, I, I don't know Jasmine, a big sports fan, but I'm glad she enjoyed it. I think any, if you're not a sports fan, I think you would still enjoy watching that. Yeah, I think so. I like, well, I like sports to a certain extent. I watch them with my daddy. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, anybody is going to find something to take from this documentary. It's really well done. Um, and I was really surprised how well done it was. I mean, they got everybody involved. They got the Mexican that ate the Jermaine O'Neal Superman punch. Yeah. Like they got him. They got everybody. They got the DA. They got everybody Tim involved Donahue, in that. The referee. Tim Donahue, yeah. the crooked referee. They got <laughs> yeah. him too. Yeah. I didn't even know he was there. I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, they got him. They got everybody involved. They, they, the, the police. Well, they they got the police yeah, that well, responded. I, they yeah. got the clown Detroit guy for some reason. I guess he was there too. I don't know, <laughs> but they got everybody they could, and it was really well done, really well put together. Everybody got their fair say. You know, everybody mm-hmm. got to say what was on their heart and on their mind. Um, I did feel kind of bad for Jermaine O'Neal, but 
what happened to him was basically like he was the only one who really acted out of character there. I, that's what I that's what I figured from watching the documentary because I was really surprised. I hate when people say it's about black people because I think it's condescending. But Jermaine O'Neal is very educated and eloquent with his words. He is well spoken. <laughs> yeah. And no, it really kind of took me aback because I didn't even know because I didn't never heard Jermaine O'Neal talk. But no, he sounds like he fucking. Like went, went to got college. his masters at yeah. co- in college or something, man. He sounds very smart, and yeah. he, you could tell he thinks about what he says before he says it. Yeah. So we have a guy like that, and you know, Ron Artest, he was kind of like, you know, well, that's just Ron. That's crazy Ron. They called him crazy Ron. Like he's just gonna act crazy sometimes. We accept that. Yeah. Same thing with Charles Barkley. That's why Charles Barkley can't get canceled. Because, oh, that's just Charles Barkley. You know, he's yeah. going to say whatever. That crazy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Steven Jackson, who I we always, yeah. yeah. He, he has <laughs> made no, yes. But he has always leaned into his gang banging roots. Like, he's never tried to hide or shy away. I mean, he promotes that shit. He mm-hmm. talks about that shit every chance he can. <laughs> so we expect that kind of behavior from him, too. Yeah. You know, the only surprising one in the way he acted was really Jermaine O'Neal. You know, sliding yeah. in with running in with that punch, the most iconic punch of the whole entire yeah. uh, fight yeah. came from him. And that's kind of why, because you can't, when you act out of character, that's what really ruins you. If you're acting like how people expect you to act, you know, yeah. they're going to accept that. But the fact that that's the long lasting image and it came from Jermaine O'Neal, mm-hmm. that's what kind of fucked him over, man. I did feel bad for him for that. Yeah. Um, Ron Artest, man, like, I, it was refreshing to see his perspective because I think he was mm-hmm. very willing to admit, you know, his flaws and everything he did wrong at that time. You know, he admits that he would didn't want to hear what anybody had to say. Reggie Miller tried to mentor him and he didn't give a shit. He, he didn't yeah. care about Reggie Miller, what he had to say. Mm-hmm. Um, he admitted, you know, fucking around, going to the Source Awards in the middle of the season. Yeah. And say so he had a death funny. in the family. <laughs> he had told him he had a dad. He had a death in the family. Went to the Source <laughs> and Awards. And he needed a month off for his career. Yes. For his re- he needed to drop an album. <laughs> he had to drop <laughs> his album. I forgot about that, man. <laughs> yeah, nah, Just he imagine was... if that shit happened in 2021, man. <laughs> Damian Lillard got to go record an album so he going to miss regular season games. Don't even, don't even <laughs> trip. I'll be back. After oh, this man. album drop. <laughs> it, it was a, a crazy time. And I remember I remember those Ron Artest albums, man. They were terrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were super bad, man. So, uh, yeah. So, Ron Artest, but he was refreshingly transparent in the documentary. Like, he admitted... He admitted that he fucked up by leaving the team like he did. He admitted he fucked up by going. It's like he he was very, he, he admitted everything he did wrong. And I think it was refreshing because a lot of people make excuses for themselves in these documentaries. And he could have made a whole lot of excuses. He could have thrown his teammates under the bus, but he didn't. You know, boy. he was very, yeah, you could tell he he has been through therapy and it's been working for him because he was able to accept, you know, hey, you know, I fucked up. I was going through a rough time at that time and it was just not good for him. So mm-hmm. I really, I really respected that man. Um, so yeah, it was very, very well put together. Um, I could have probably handled another two or three more parts. Honestly, yeah, they could have stretched out a little bit. It was, it was so kind of short. short, Yeah, but I mean, it was really good for what it was. And I recommend anybody, if you haven't watched it yet, make some time this weekend checked out. It's called untold the story of the malice at the palace on netflix 
and they've got a few more episodes of different sporting event controversies coming out soon. Yeah. So yeah, the one thing check that the one out. thing I forgot about in this too is the guy that originally threw the drink didn't get beat up. Yeah, <laughs> so the wrong person got beat up, and I mm-hmm. forgot about that. And that was crazy, man. <laughs> he was a horrible person. He was. He no, was his interviews terrible. were crazy, man. Like, yeah. yeah. Even to like even during his interview, he was not remorseful at all. Like he was he was horrible. That was people and he alive. got the brunt of the punishment too. He got punished worse than every anybody legally. Yeah, yeah. but so rightfully yeah. so. But he was just he had he no remorse. He was entitled. Like, he was entitled. He started he was like, all yeah. that shit. Yeah, man. and he was he was happy about it. Like, ugh. yeah, he started all that shit, man. You can't stand people like that. <laughs> he didn't give a shit, and I think that's a mentality of the people who are still throwing shit. You remember at the beginning of the year. Uh, or at least during oh, the, like when 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 stadiums were filling up again, mm-hmm. there was people were throwing fan, throwing shit and yelling, cussing out players. That's the mentality, man. That guy right there yeah. is the mentality of those people who were who were talking all that shit. There's a lot of entitled people. I'll say white people because it kind of <laughs> is what it is. And those are also the people you know. You, you whenever you talk to a white person and you ask them about the NBA. And they're like, I don't really watch that anymore. You know, I kind of tuned out, you know. <laughs> they, they mention the same thing. So they say, you know, the tattoos, you know, the attitude, the kneeling for the flag. They always they're mention so, those things. Divas. Yeah, the divas. Yeah, okay, whatever, man. Just say what you want to say. You don't like black people. You don't people. like black people. They, all, they say my favorite player was Larry Bird. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, not even Michael Jordan, Larry American. Bird. Yeah. Yeah. I like Dirk Nowitzki. I'm like, whatever, man. <laughs> So, yeah, I, you know what time it is with those types of people. But anyway, um, very good documentary. I recommend y'all all watch it. Um, I do have one little what a bro knows I want to ask you. I got Jeff something I need to ask y'all, too. Ooh, but go ahead. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Oh. So we're bringing back up. I know we had what a bro knows all month long last month. We're doing another special bonus one for Jasmine <laughs> because we ain't just want niggas talking about relationship yeah. shit. <laughs> so last time I did want to get a female perspective. Um, we played a little video of women in California who were interviewed and were talking about how they're not being approached by men anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen this on social media as well. A lot of women are saying that men don't approach them anymore um for various reasons me and figgy have our own theories we think number one is fear of rejection number two could be you know don't want to get you know blasting on social media maybe don't want to make a woman feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. uh maybe you you see the ads with where that kind of thing is discouraged and you get scared so it's a <laughs> lot of things yeah. i don't think cat calling is dead you still see it all the time but I don't think we see it as much with, I guess, people who actually get women. Mm-hmm. It's more of people who are just desperate and have no options. But uh, what are your thoughts on this being a lady? Do you think that less and less men are, you know, catcalling, are approaching women? Uh, and, and why do you think this could be, if true? Um, yes, I think less men are approaching women for sure. Um, I think it's because... The in-person, it's, it's the power of social media. The in-person thing, people have social anxiety. People don't know how to talk to people anymore. So it's a lot of nervousness going on, I think. It's a lot of um, fear of rejection, like you said. 
And why why would I talk to her in person when I can say whatever I want to her in her DM later on? Like, sadly, that's the mentality of people. And I think um, I you you still get holiday, and I think that's 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 the that's something to pay attention to. The guys that aren't just out here wild and shooting at everything, the ones that do approach you, that's the people I think to to keep your eye on because they can actually hold a conversation. You know, they were actually bold enough to come up to you because people don't, they definitely not doing that anymore. And what yeah. was the, who was the last person that tried to holler at you? Like old school holler at you? Like, hey, what's your name? And um, when was the last time somebody tried to holler at you? Yesterday it at the was, gas station. Nah. <laughs> it was, uh, I was probably at the grocery store or something like that. Like, uh, oh, I, or, I, or at the, you, well, where I work. I work in the mall, so, like. Oh, no, I said, uh, what did he say? Oh, How what did he, did he to, say? What did he um, hit you with? They always ask, um, hey, can I, what's your name? Can I talk to you for a second? They always ask, can I talk to you for a second? You already talked to me, <laughs> for one. <laughs> so, like. <laughs> talk like we'll say something else but then they ask what your name is or they'll say do you um man you so you sure are beautiful do you have a boy do, do you have a boyfriend are you married and then so what you does know. your does your answer vary depending on what they look like or how tall they are yeah <laughs> you sometimes lie and say i have a boyfriend I, and yeah sorry majority of the time i do and then some Ooh. there are there are occasions where it's so autopilot that I'll say it to somebody. I'll be like, "Dang, wait a minute! I should have not. I should have." Mm-hmm. He was kind of cute. <laughs> he was kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I always lie. Damn. Most of the Damn. time. Damn. See, that, that's part of the problem. How can you be mad at men for not approaching? Well, but when they do approach, you immediately shut them down. The thing is, I always lie. The I guess it's so autopilot. I always lie because it's never the end of the conversation. They don't let it just be that. That's like, well, fair enough. Like, and so we go keep talking. <laughs> we so. don't really care. Exactly. If you say yes or no. <laughs> I don't care. So Real it's gonna be ain't gonna let that stop. <laughs> it's gonna be something after that. So we'll go from there. And oh, depending man. on what you come at me, and that's a lot of the times what it is. For one, I'll say like if they continue to pursue me and I'm really like adamant, like I don't want to talk to you. Why, like, why do you think, what kind of girl do you take me for to cheat on my boyfriend with you, for one? Why do you, like, <laughs> why do you keep pressing me and I'm telling you I got a nigga? <laughs> That's I mean, disrespectful. We, uh, uh, hey, this is a, a the hot girl movement out here. Look, city girls did this to y'all. Now we ex- <laughs> we supposed to expect y'all going to cheat. You know, if you have better options available. I mean, look, this this is what's going on in society right now. You're supposed to choose up. So that's what men think. And that's how we approach accordingly. So and maybe sometimes we men know it's a lie. Like maybe maybe, maybe they're trying to probe around and see if she really have a man. Is she really, really going to shut me down like that? Mm. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah. 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 So, what's the best way to approach a woman now? What Don't I, ask Jasmine what that, I, man. Wait, Come on. I got, a, I got a good story. So, I got a good so, story. Okay. 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 So okay. What, I, what I used to do back in the day, I used to just ask a girl a random ass question. If I'm with my boys, I'm like, hey, hey, who was the fastest person in Super Mario Kart? Huh? And then they'd be, oh, um, Princess was. Yeah. I'm like, no, it was Luigi. And then we'd be arguing like that, and and then we'd move on to something else, and who would, and we'd end up having a video game conversation. I wonder how many times I've done, I've gotten got by something it, it like gotta, that. It got to be something super random but common. 
Yeah. Because it, if if the girl don't like video games or never play video games, then it, that's a fail. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you can't try to make up something else. Otherwise, it's obvious you're trying to talk to her. So it got to be something common and something um, um, like a fun, unusual topic. Yeah. Not a, hey, baby, how you doing type of thing. Yeah. That would get me because if I'm chatty, I'm chatty. Like if I'm in a chatty mood, then I'm gonna talk to you. Yeah. So like if <laughs> if if, um, if I didn't know you, it, I would probably be like, hey, who's the best rapper between Nipsey and so and so? Yeah. Yeah. You and could then, have me. Yeah. We be talking. And if you say Nipsey, I'm like, no, so and so got more records. Blah blah blah. And now you're like, no, Nipsey is this. Da, 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 yeah. Da. Now we having a conversation. We going back and forth. Take notes. And then I'm like, how you feel about this person? Yeah, and, and then, then we back and forth. Yeah, no. Yeah, now nah, I'm cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's how that's how I used to do it. I, I okay, just, Figgy. I just opened up the, the book. Mm-hmm. Figgy was yeah. smooth yeah. back yeah. in his day. Giving out the black book, yeah. <laughs> I, I, hey, to be honest, I don't know if it worked now. <laughs> because some people are like, why the fuck is you talking to me? Why are you asking me this shit? <laughs> so it might not work in two, uh, 2021, so... Yeah. yeah. Try to see. <laughs> no, that, that's a smart approach, though. Like I said, you got to come from left field. You can't say, you can't tell a woman it's things she hears all the time every day. You can't come with, hey, you so beautiful. Let me take you out to eat. They hear this all the time, man. You yeah. got to stimulate her intellectually first yeah. before yeah. you get to the physical. You can't make her think that maybe you just want the pussy at first. That's 90% what you want immediately. Yes. <laughs> but you, you have to trick her into thinking you want more. You, hey, yeah. I just want to play Mario Kart with you, girl. <laughs> I want to see. I got a switch at home. I'm going to prove you that the mushroom nigga is his fastest. Mm-hmm. So, hey, suddenly you had his house. Line it up. That's how yeah. you do. That's how you do. But Jasmine, you did say you have a story, so I want to hear it. Oh, so, okay. This is a good way that I was approached. Um, this guy, he keeps like, he kept responding to my story and it wasn't like on some creep shit. Like it was, he would respond to my story and he, one day he said, um, he just said, you fine or something like that (laughs) to one of them. And I said, I just said, thank you. Or like, you know, just a normal, like, like or something like that. And no, I said, thank you. I did say thank you. And he said, no, nah, thank you. You you keep doing what you're doing out here. Like, And oh, that was it. God. And that oh, was it. That was cool, though. Like, I liked that because it, made, it was like, you know what? I like this energy. I love it here. Like, you weren't too pushy. Like, you wasn't. That was it. And then he came back again later. Like, like and responded a couple days later, responded to another story. But he wasn't like. He wasn't he wasn't lame with it. Like he was responding yes, to Yes, Queen. Uh, no, he, he was, was responding to like uh, I was at an Astros game, so he was responding to the Astros game in in the sense of like what was going on. So it wasn't weird. And then okay. eventually like he kept doing that and then eventually he was like, "Oh, okay. Well, here's my number. We need to chat more." I never hit him up. He kept he like that didn't bother him like that I never texted him because he continued to respond to my stories. And I was like, yeah. "Okay, like all right, I respect it. Like he, <laughs> I respect it. So, you know, I gave him my number eventually. Okay. Gee, he had to wear you down. See, that's what I don't like. I <laughs> just don't like that part. <laughs> he didn't if you wear knew, me down. Like, yes, he, he did just... because you admitted you didn't reply when he asked for your number the first time. Because he had to keep well, he, replying, he responding. Me, no, no, no. He gave me his oh, number. You, and you ain't texting. And then he, yeah, he gave me his number. He's like, I would love to take you out. Um, text me sometime. And I just never texted him because why? And then he kept responding. Why? Because I don't know. 
Y'all having a good conversation. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. In the stories. In the Instagram man stories. Jumping. He had to keep acting like he cared about what you were doing he on did. a daily day basis. <laughs> that made me feel, that made me, it made me feel like he cared. So. Make the funk. Mm. <laughs> like, damn, I like eating there too. You got a picture of a plate at a restaurant. He had to do that every single day. Log in, see what this girl talking about. I got to say I agree. That's not me. I got to say I agree. You seen, you seen, the, you seen the Astros game? Lance McCullough Jr. killing it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to look up who's playing on the mound. Okay, let me talk about that. Okay. Jordan no. Alvarez just hit a nice home run, didn't he? But I thought that was oh. good. I got another one though. Right. I got another. Okay, all so right, right. in real, I'm not gonna say he's never gonna know. In real time, yes, thank you. In real time, so I told Figgy that I was supposed to be going on a date, and this this man just randomly told me he had a, he has a kid. Like this is. What? Like, I, like mm-hmm. before the date? Or, yes, like uh. right now in in real time before we're supposed to go on this date. He just says, "Oh, well, I'm gonna be a little late. I'm dropping off my daughter." You have a daughter? Like what? It, I feel like that's something you're supposed to say before. How time. long have y'all been talking? <sighs> that word. You know that word. We've yeah, been no. communicating. How long y'all been communicating? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I meant. For a while. How, how long have you like, known for him? a while? Okay. For a while. A, a month. A, 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 yeah, at least a month. But I, I met him and I met have, him have in been, person. Oh, yeah, okay. I met him in person, um, and like we talked then, and we've just like been keeping in contact ever since. But this so, is your like, first actual date. Yes. So I don't think I, it's don't think too that's weird. Early. No, I don't think it's too late I, to say he has no, a kid. I do think that's kind of strange because, as a you know, as a if you're a father, you probably I, I figure you would probably talk about your kid or bring him up at some point. You know what I mean? Because I, you know, with with a with a uh, with a woman, if she's a mother, she probably gonna bring up her kid like fifty million times. At, yes. At some point. You know what I mean? I do think it's kind of strange. That's a little strange it, to me. Yeah, because at some point, at, at at any of y'all conversations, it wasn't a hey, I'm here with my my boy, or you know, I just dropped my kid off back to his mom's house, or like nothing, something like that. I I do think that's kind of strange, or. I'm sure it was a conversation of what do you like to do? And oh, I like, you know, I like to hang uh, out with my kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I, I would have thought it something. It should have popped up some at, some, at some point. That I do think that's kind of strange. Uh, I disagree with both of y'all. Really? Like, I don't think, yeah, I mean, before the, it would be different if y'all dated like a few times and knew each other. Like, you, you y'all just conversating at this point. And, you know, men's ver- men and women's version of conversating is different us we're just trying to get to know you and y'all just like to talk a lot so y'all don't necessarily <laughs> care about y'all really only care about where we work and what we do for a living that's y'all main concern y'all don't even bring up if we have kids or not yeah you might feel a way if we do have them but you don't bring that up in your conversations with us so mainly it's just us getting you to talk and it's not so much us talking about our own personal life. The fact that he volunteered the information that, yeah, I'm going to drop off my kid, that tells you he don't feel insecure about it or he's not weird about it. It would be weird if he lied about it yeah. and you found out maybe looking at his Instagram page that he was hanging out with his kid today and you'd be like, okay, why didn't he mention that? 
Yeah. But the fact that he volunteered the information, I don't think that's weird. I mean, y'all barely been talking at this point. Yeah. So I, I don't think that's strange. You got to give this man a chance. I don't like the double I, standard. Uh, we got to put up with y'all and y'all fucking yeah. kids. And, and y'all <laughs> shut down that nigga as soon as you find yeah. out he has. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have any kids. Yeah, I don't, I don't think no, no. I don't think you should shut him down for having a kid. But just, you know, me knowing me as a dad. I probably would let you know, you know, hey, you know, I enjoy time with my kid or that would have popped up at some point within a month. I mean, it might not pop up on the first day. That you know how Jasmine, talking. you know how a month for Jasmine could be like a day of actually talking. Because you know how she is. She be ghosting people. You. You, know, you know how she is. She be ghosting. She don't be talking. She'll she'll you'll text her. She'll hit you up the next day. Sorry, I forgot so. to text you back. How's your day going? Leave My day alone, cool. I'm sure I'm doing better. We ain't get past how's your day yeah. going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, are you free tonight? Let's go on the day. All right. Oh, yeah, all right. Let me drop off my kid. All right. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, don't be discouraged, though. Like, don't yeah, be discouraged. So should I go to this date or what? Like, I really need to know because. You should give him a chance, Jasmine. Come on now. Like, I can understand if you, that can be a negative for you. Like, everybody got their own preferences. But I think that shouldn't be the end all be all. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I you, can't fuck with him at all because he has a kid. Yeah. He could be a good because, guy. Yeah, you, you, y'all not getting married. I just right don't want to like. I I I am a firm believer of right now. I should be dating with intention, and I'm not intending to be anyone's mm. stepmom. So. Mm-hmm. But so are so are you? Should, so should are we you, go there? So are, like, so are y'all dating? No, I'm I'm just saying like. It, or is I'm, this just I, a date? This out. is a date out like this is a date there's no wrong with a date out though you're getting free food i mean damn like that's how you know i'm not out here scamming these niggas because i don't need your free that's food fair. like i, I can fair. eat on my own like you know i don't i don't it's okay i don't have to eat with you <laughs> That's fair. But yeah. what if the kid has good vibes? Maybe it's a cool kid. Well, Maybe no, you, you I'm wouldn't def- mind. I definitely don't want to meet your kid. Like, <laughs> why yeah. not? What? Kids are cool. Come on now. Man, how old is a kid? Did, did That's he mention? The thing. I don't know. I don't what know. if it's like young enough to where he could still call you mommy one day? Who knows? Oh. <laughs> See, you you could be. Maybe there's a tragic story about how what happened to the mother too. I doubt it. I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I definitely doubt that because yeah. I would have known about the kid already. <laughs> Yeah, shit. At least he had his kid. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, let me drop my kid off yeah. real quick or something. I will just say, Needless as to you, say, huh? Oh, I'm sorry. I'll, Go ahead. I'll, I'll just say, as you get older, it gets harder to find somebody who'd only at least got one kid. So, I mean, I, I'm not saying, like Settle. I said, you're free to have your own preferences. And I don't think it's even settling. I mean, sometimes <laughs> life. I don't because I, I people say settle. I think that's a narcissistic narcissistic thing to say. I settled because most people get, get the person they deserve. Yeah, you know <laughs> we all think we could do better, but most of the time we can't. Yeah, you know Drake is dating a girl with a kid. He's playing stepdad. Drake got like, a kid at, though. Yeah, he does exactly. But the thing is, like, even at his status, he don't he have gotta to play. Yeah, he didn't have. He could get. Damn to any woman not in the world. I you see want. what you're saying. But he even he has to do that. So, like, uh, I just don't yeah. like the idea that you know, like, give it a chance. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Give yeah. it a chance. And you and you'll figure this out once you get older, Jazz. But once you get older, 
you like you'll stop looking at people for what they look like at some point. You at this point, you just looking for somebody who I got, just can't see it. You got <laughs> well, you gotta look, be attracted to somebody, no, but no, I get you, what you're saying. No, you gonna like it, it, as long as you don't give me no headache. You cool and you on the same vibe I'm on. Like then that that might you know help with the attractiveness a little bit. That's true. So yeah, because some people be like one thing I never understood is oh you so cool you everything you not ugly. <laughs> but I'm not looking for somebody like you. I want somebody tall, light skinned. Yeah. It's just like, like, I don't like that. Like, if y'all clicking like that and you feel like he's cute, like, what's wrong with dating him? <laughs> but you want to, you know, women yeah. want this perfect person, this Ken doll or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, uh, like sometimes, you know, it's all about who you could click with because you could get this good looking man, mm-hmm. but he might be a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes, mm. yeah, sometimes, um, because I experienced that early on with my first girlfriend. She, um, I didn't think she was cute at all, to be honest. And I was just, and she was a little, she was a little irritating and she kept talking to me. I ended up giving her my number and she kept blowing me up. And long story short, we ended up talking more. And I'm like, damn, she actually, once she dressed up, she actually do look good. Yeah. You liked her. You ended up yeah. liking her more. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can't build a nigga. That's the thing. I can't build a man. So you gotta come with you gotta come with certain things that are already there, certain yeah. certain qualities. But I am I am I'm growing up. I'm I'm recognizing and accepting people for for their value versus my list. Yeah, but, yeah. I always told myself if I was ever single again, I probably wouldn't have the same standards I had when I was eighteen or nineteen. 18, 19, I'm like, oh, she got to be bad. She got to be this. She got, yeah. Like, I'm about to be 33 years old. <laughs> I'm not out here being the picky, uh, uh, a picky ass man. <laughs> like, at this point, I want somebody who can vibe with me, who, you know, kind of on the same level I am, mm-hmm. got the same shit in common, and, you know, kind of look good too. I mean, that's, that's not like my first thing and looking for a relationship a long-term relationship yeah all i can say is as a 34 year old semi-single man (laughs) that as you get older it gets harder to find all your a a person who's going to check out all the boxes you know for men uh it's hard for us to find a woman who ain't got kids yeah or some baby like if, if you're older like it's probably just gonna happen um and if they don't have kids if they ain't crazy or got some issues going on you Mm -hmm. know um and for women it's gonna be hard for you to find a nigga who got his life put together who number one don't already got a girl or number two don't got kids or at least one kid so i mean it's tough as you get older so and don't don't man want to be this uh they ain't in his uh i I guess on this to-do list to be a stepdad yeah Yeah. i mean but if you really like that person you know, you don't you, you don't mind making some sacrifices. Yeah, well, it ain't this deep with this man yet, so I'm willing Fair to keep enough. moving. Nah, you get looked at weird. Like, look, I get looked at weird for being a 34 year old man without any kids. Yeah, like in the black community too, that oh, shit gets yeah. you, you. People start wondering what's wrong with you. Yeah. If you're 34 
and sing, oh, he, he something must be something going on. He must be a serial killer or something. Yeah. People so feel like, like I should have kids. Yeah. And it's like, nah, they put uh, that pressure chilling. on you. Like, we chilling. My own family. Like, man, when y'all going to have some kids? Mm-hmm. Like, we chilling right mm-hmm. now. Are you going to pay for my kid yeah, <laughs> when man. I have them? I'm they, grateful. Yeah. My family yeah. does not do that to me. I think because they know me. Like, they know yeah. we would probably go at it. Yeah. Or, like, they know my mouth. You 26. You got a few more years before they start. You right. 28. Yeah, I'm 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You be 20. You got you got about two more years before they start looking at and and pointing at the hand clock. Um, okay, yeah. we're not getting any younger here, Jasmine. Yeah, they, they yeah. gotta be grandparents at some point. Thankfully, they don't. They my mom mentioned when they moved. She mentioned uh, how the kids in the neighborhood were gonna make her young again. The, mm-hmm. the young kids were making her young again. Me and my sister looked at each other like. What's she trying to say? Dropping like, the hints, yeah. What is, it, what is that? But that's the, <laughs> the closest hint's gonna that they've gotten. The hints going to get more and more blatant. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh, I'm not here and for them. It's kind of crazy, too, because um, people always um, ask my wife, when you all have a kid, why you ain't? They don't know. It could be health problems going on yeah. where she can't have kids. And people are just so rude with it, man. They just go out and say, dang, y'all ain't got no kids. When y'all going to have some kids? Yeah. Like, they don't know what's going on. They don't know if we trying to have kids but can't. Yeah. Because That's... of a medical problem. So, yeah, people people need to chill out with that, man. <laughs> they do. I, I never liked that stereotype. Even my parents starting to fall into it. My parents live in a house with three kids already. I mean, they growing <laughs> up now. But they asking me, like, fucking, you know, when am I gonna like we wait? You know, if you wait any longer, we'll be too old to take care of your kids. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's so, their way of saying, come on. Basically, yeah, no, nah, they putting the pressure on now. My mom, especially, she be kind of blatant about asking about it. So it is what it is. Ah. Everybody, get your life together on your own terms. Do not count on social pressures to make life changing decisions because it ain't gonna work out like that. Yeah. Moral of the story. Um. Anything else we got to talk about today? Anything else y'all want to bring up? Nah. Um. Hmm. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap this episode up then. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Gems and Juice podcast. As usual, um, thank the lovely Jasmine for stopping by and making time out of her busy schedule of entertaining men and <laughs> shutting them down because they have kids and also working hard and doing all she does behind the scenes for Jim's Juice Podcast. We do appreciate it though. We love you, Jasmine. I love y'all. Thank you. Aww, it's getting a little don't too say, mushy in here. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta I insult to say, don't somebody. Don't say nothing about her damn teeth. <laughs> I gotta insult somebody. I love her and her cute little teeth. So. Um... Also, shout out to our good friend Tab. Uh, he has a website, tabtechunlocksim.com. Uh, get your phone repaired. Get a SIM card that will unlock your phone um, for various uses. Uh, also, get some ear pods, get some whatever, all cases, accessories, all your mobile phone needs. You can find it. Tabtechunlocksim.com is the website great friend of the show tab been holding us down for a long time we always appreciate it so thank that man check out his website and copy something and let him know that we sent you mm-hmm. um of course you can find figgy fig a busy week in sports radio so make sure y'all tune in to in the loop every day monday through friday 10 to 2 a.m central time 
check it out on the Odyssey app if you're outside of Houston or want to catch a replay. He is curating the vibes, uh, <laughs> playing the great soundtracks you hear, and also you'll find him maybe sometimes on training camp itself. No, getting it in with the players and whatnot. Don't be yeah. talking about his pants. Leave his pants yeah. alone. Y'all don't know what he's doing out there. I was over there trying to work the um, work the room and shit, man. Exactly. Yeah, niggas yeah, want to focus we... on my. <laughs> niggas ain't niggas ain't talking about the shoes I was wearing. Niggas yeah. ain't talking about yeah. the uh, Balenciagas I was rocking. The man was dripped out. The man was dripped out. Y'all y'all just got to get on his page. Y'all got to <laughs> y'all got to get on uh, some fashion tips. Maybe he can provide that. Maybe I'd be in the next. Segment for the podcast, Biggie's Fashion Biggie's Tips. tips. <laughs> get, yeah, yeah, get y'all swag up a little bit. Hey, sponsor, um, just reach out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else y'all want to talk about? Anything else you want to plug real quick? That's it, man. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe yes. to the YouTube. Shout out yes. to Nefertiti again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, man. Shout out to our special guest. Um, what's your sister's name? Katrina. Oh, Katrina, that's right. Katrina, my bad. Yeah. Katrina, thank her for joining our podcast as well. You can catch the interview on YouTube. Make sure y'all check that out. Good interview. She, very inspirational. She's big too, man. She, yeah. I'm, she, like, nigga, I'm jealous, dog. <laughs> like, I'm trying to get ripped like that. Like, I'm fucking, I got the bulk, but I need to lean out a little bit. I saw how ripped she looked. I'm like, fuck, man. And she's a woman, so it was harder for her, too. Yeah. Now I feel well, super late. She got two man. kids. Damn. Two grown That's, kids. Two grown kids. That's crazy, man. See, I have no excuses. I live by myself, and I still don't feel like going to a gym most of the time. So, yeah, I need to get back on my grind, man. That was very inspirational for everybody. So make sure y'all check out that interview. Make sure you follow her on social media as well. Um, And, yeah, thank y'all for rocking for us as usual. And until next time. Peace. Peace.